They haven't seen anything like what's coming at us in uh, 25, 30 years, maybe ever. It's tremendously big and tremendously wet. <laughs> Not what I was expecting. <laughs> The world's most famous Christian. It's a great song. Speaking of tremendously wet, Amy Grant, when she looks at Vince Gill, that big, hulking, gargantuan human of a man. Schwemmo. <laughs> Tis I, the prince of podcasting, the bipolar rock and roller, the sultan of slits, the godfather of gash. And after all the things I've been on this week, I'm the king of content, baby. The king of media. The genetic jackhammer has been all over the place this week. You guys might have heard on my social media, I posted that I'm now cleansing my musical palate. So the only thing I'll be listening to for the next little while, week or so, Amy Grant. It's the so, musical equivalent of Marshmallow Fluff. It's yeah, it's there and it's not bad. And this is a fine it's song. It's Fresca. Yeah. Fresca's d- delicious. Very refreshing. I love it. <laughs> Cleans everything out. But uh, Amy Grant's uh, my new go-to gal for the next week or so. So we'll see how this goes. See if I can get into nickel. Can I, can I uh, Amy Grant, one up you on this Amy Granting? The Amy Granting. Oh, the Granting. We're granting Amy anyway, an audience uh, on this show. It's episode 176 <laughs> of Pillow Fort Radio, a.k.a. the Don Blankenship Experience. And I'm joined by the white Samoan, the vanilla gorilla, the first black man ever to ice skate backwards down the Kanawha River, former intercontinental champion. That's old Chucky Tata Six over there. And as always, the Regis Philbin of regenerative farming. Weighing in, at, weighing in at 100 and I want to say 78 pounds. 195. 195. <laughs> the fattest I've ever been. You're fat. <laughs> well, I mean, you're a, you got a little bit of a belly going now, but it's not like well, me. Or but anything. You remember what I used to look yeah. like? Yeah, <laughs> 178 pounds of regenerative rage, <laughs> <laughs> twisted steel, and sex appeal. That's the Bone Cruncher, aka John Morgan, aka the Dirty Shame. I could fight a middleweight. <laughs> I like how he's old time Irish boxing right yeah, now. I, ex- I expect a kangaroo to come jumping out somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God we live in these times. You say you're going to uh, one up me with Amy Grant here? Yes, I am. Well, I want to. If it's not El Shaddai, get the hell out of my house. <laughs> is it El Shaddai? <laughs> You'll hear what it is. It's El Shaddai. Everybody needs a little time away. <laughs> it's for Oh, it's Peter Cetera with Amy Grant. That's oh, right. Shit. <laughs> but I'm always supposed to... Does this count? It does. It has Amy Grant in it. Yeah. Judges? I'll allow it. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> I forgot they did a thing together. That's awesome. Next time I fall in love. I wonder if Lou Bagel will cover it. God, let's hope so. <laughs> I love Peter Cetera's voice. There she is. Eat it all for the glory of love. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. 
<laughs> Special guest, Cantaloupe. <laughs> this is a great song, by the Fuck way. Fuck yes, it is. We should do a deep dive into Peter Cetera. Let's let's go into the fact that people, some people hate Peter Cetera. I love Peter Cetera. I do too. I can't listen to him unless he's with Amy Grant right now, though. This is strict. This is very strict. Musical diet. Yeah. Life diet, even. I've noticed all the Amy Grant posters around. You've taken down everything else. Taken down the Pearl Jam. Always tasteful. Yeah, she's she's a she's kind of a Christian sex kitten. Yeah, and she just she flirts with that line. She can get it. That's right. He even you, bought, he even bought frames for some of them. Yeah, you know those frames are expensive. I thought about buying frames for some. They're of Amy posters. Grant frames. <laughs> yeah. Frames by Amy. <laughs> not frame, to say not, Framey <laughs> Grant. <laughs> it's not the same Amy Grant. It's a local Amy Grant. It's just the a girl ticket named Amy Grant from Golly. <laughs> she's got poofy bangs. Yeah. She still has the poofy bangs and a tattoo on the upper breast. <laughs> Class. It's going to keep you from getting an accounting job. <laughs> but let's talk about all the things I've done this week. Okay, let's do it. I was that. on my best friend's radio show, and uh, it's Andrew Adkins, the Crow's Nest from 4 to 6 on Sundays. And I went in and I took over. Not really, but I did, I played this character that I do on here. Like he, when he introduced me, I, I said I'd I'd like to say what an honor it is for you to have a guy like me here. You're like a quiet and a Rick, slight inconvenience for me. You're like a quiet, you're like a quiet, well mannered Ric Flair. It's, that's pretty much what I did the entire time. Act like you're famous. Yeah, I really did. I was just trying to make him laugh, and I made him laugh pretty good. But um. That was a lot of fun being on like real radio and really trying to not say fuck and cunt. Jesus, and yeah, that's that's half the show. Well, they uh, they, uh, they told me all the words I couldn't say beforehand. So, I, so uh, like right at the beginning, he uh, we were talking, and I said, "Yeah, you get, you told me all these words I'm not allowed to say, and most of them I get, but there's one right here that just says the N word. Uh, which word is that? There are a lot of words that start with N. Noggin? Not job. He just like uh, I said, "Is it Nugent? Are we not allowed to talk talk about Ted Nugent?" He's like, "Yeah, that's it." <laughs> <laughs> that was on the air. That uh, yeah, I had that planned. I that was, was like, I'm gonna, awesome. I'm gonna say that. That's awesome. <laughs> Did he? No, not really. <laughs> like, I think they realize that they don't. I think we might get more listeners than that station does. Well, we're but, the world's greatest podcast. Yeah, two hundred fifty thousand downloads a week. It's not bad. I mean, come on. But uh, that was a lot of fun. I got to make the entire playlist. I played some of John's music. I shouted at John's uh, website. Uh, to Carmel Island host. Farms. I did. I don't. I might have. I think so. But I know I did the uh, band camp a bunch of times. I talked about um, Ryan Adams and how he looks like Jesse Camp from the Wanna Be a VJ contest. Does he? Yeah. He, does. he That's dresses disappointing. like him. He dresses like him. Considering I like his music so much. Oh, it's great. Mm-hmm. But he, he and uh, well, I talked about how he wants seventeen or teenage girls to like him. And uh, that's a good way to do it. Yeah. Just like their parents have money. Act like Jesse Camp. The guy was a sex symbol in the late nineties. Jesse Gibbs. He, he was six foot seven and hundred and ten pounds. God, he's terrible. He was awful. But I uh, mean he's kinda entertaining. I mean just See I mean I, I despise that. Own your hatred of Jesse Camp. I don't Everybody hate him. needs to hate him. I never really I didn't hate him because they gave I hated everybody on Dave you know, Holmes, the, the guy that won. All, Dave Holmes also. was awesome. The guy that won deserved to win yeah. because he knew his shit and he was a good uh right. He he was guy. like a slightly better looking Matt Penfield. Yeah. 
I did convince them. I had them convinced that Matt Pinfield played Varys. And uh, I don't know if I convinced them, but I brought it up. And I and I said, you guys can look it up. The Mother of Dragons, also known as he <laughs> starts spitting out all these facts about the Targaryens. Matt, I told him Matt Pinfield played Varys in uh, Game of Thrones. I wonder what, I wonder what old Matt Pinfield's up to nowadays. <laughs> like, no, nobody didn't. He does a radio show. On, Ooh, uh, yeah. Something just happened. On uh, Sirius. I don't know how to fix that. Just set it down. That's all you have to okay. do. <laughs> <laughs> the thing. The thing's not working. I played a couple of my songs. I played one of yours. Um, what's that? What's the song I really, really like? Month of... Oh, the month of June. I, was, I could not play that one because it says fuck in it a lot. Mm. Like four or five times. I love that song. Uh, he said that too. And I was like, I, I couldn't play that here. Uh, I sat outside. This is no bullshit. I sat outside Wendy's and... I, when I had the I had the cell phone, and I played that song five times. Listen to it, and I got progressively more upset. <laughs> and and you, so you like listen to it a couple times, go in, get an, another burger, come back. Yes, yeah, so I was to trying it. to end it all via I Wendy's. You, I caused you to binge eat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think, stick my fucking my frosty glass out the window. Fill her up again, Paco. I'm going pro- for the fucking I should record pro- here. I should probably stop, but I'm going to go ahead and get another four for four. Yeah. <laughs> Give me another That's baconator. Deal. Give me another baconator. <laughs> Just a small fry this time. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I got to make this playlist. Uh, got some Neil Young on the radio, for fuck's sake. I got some um, David F. Bellow, which was recommended by Bone Cruncher over here. That's right. Um... Got some Jason Isbell on the radio, which I'm like guessing him. that's kind of normal now. Sure, but um, it was nice. It was fun. It was I was nervous until I wasn't. And their studio isn't much better than this. I think it's probably the only thing better is they might have a uh, they might they have the five hundred dollar mics, all right? The Joe Rogan mics that I talk about all the time. Mm. That's about it. And uh, it was a lot of fun. I liked it. I'm going to do it again. You know what the difference between a $500 mic is and a $100 mic? The price. $400. (laughs) The price. These are $50 mics. Unless uh, they do okay. Unless they're actually, you know, you're comparing a a not studio mic. A not well designed $100 mic to a very well designed $500 mic. Right. Yeah. I had one of these crap out on me. It's still sitting there. Like you plug it in, it just buzzes. I haven't paid more. I paid $600 is the most I've paid for a microphone, and it was not a bad purchase. And then uh, it was Sunday before I actually went through the radio show. Uh, the uh, chairman of the West Virginia Podcast Association got a hold of me and asked me if I wanted to do my Alex Jones impression for West Pod West by Pod Virginia. It's a uh, WV West Virginia podcast focuses on sports from the Smoking Musket, which is one of the better um, yeah sports websites. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, and like. <laughs> I just I came home Monday from work and I just plugged shit in and I did two minutes on the conspiracy to uh, keep Will Greer from winning the Heisman. So they're going to direct the hurricane right directly into NC State Stadium, and that worked out pretty good. Got a lot, got a lot of plays, got a lot of spins. Funny. <laughs> so I'm your boy's been all over the place. The king of content. The Prime Minister of Podcasting. The, all the stuff. I've had a lot of fun doing that crap. Well, if we could only get this to be our thing. You know, like, I love my job now, but I... Wouldn't you rather do this five times Yes, five of course, of course. And get paid more money. You know what I mean? If Yeah. I mean, if we get and not have a to, thousand to two thousand listeners a week, we could start a Patreon and then do, like, exclusive crap just for Patreon people. Mm-hmm. 
and then have a YouTube channel and get a montage. We should have done that already. Like, just gotten a kind of a cheapy camera and set it up and record what we do. You don't even have to have a video. You can have a YouTube channel and just have the audio on there with the picture. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah. That's what I was. That'd be the easiest. But um. What we would have to cut back on playing licensed music if we went onto YouTube. God, but that's like that's this show. It's kind of like Facebook mm-hmm. in that it's cool. We don't know we're, what it we're is. Aggregating things. Yeah, we don't know what it is, but it's cool. If we change it for something else, it loses something. Yeah, we would just have to quit playing um, licensed music. Well, even I, though we mostly talk over top of it and everything, right? But there was a suggestion by a friend. That maybe we should become a wrestling podcast And I didn't give him the side eye But I was wanting to Because it was set out of complete affection and respect he, Who told you that? You can tell me the I, name Oh yeah 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 I saw him last night He, he talked to me about that Yeah And um, well, that and he said it And he said it And he's a good guy I love him And you know And he did have good ideas Like maybe we sh- If we could go through A mutual friend And get them to have An old school wrestler Come on this show Holy fuck I mean That would, that would So the, the, the Tom Green show Had Glenn Who just sat in the back Or no the, Not Glenn But the other Glenn Humplick And then there was uh, The other guy That sat in the back With the coffee coffee <laughs> Yeah <laughs> <laughs> if, if, if it changed to a wrestling Based yes, format would I would be, become that guy yeah. I just sit there and every now and then laugh and ah. I loved Glenn. Like it had the window. These <laughs> he talked to me about that and I said, "Well, I'd be willing to do that, but it would have to be something completely separate." Well, of course, like a like a farm employment file. Yeah, so it'd be, have to be a separate. What segment. would we call the? Uh, looking at the lights. That's a good one. Counting the lights, looking at the lights, something like that. Because I'd really only want to interview jobbers. I only want of George course. South and. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> The Mulkies. I, I want the Mulkies. The Mulk, I want the but, they stadium, but they wouldn't go away. The Brooklyn like, Brawler. These are the guys <laughs> I want. They come knocking on our door every week. <laughs> we thought it was time for the show. And then we beat them up really bad and throw them out. <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, doing the Alex Jones thing was fun. I'd never listened to my Alex Jones impression. It's really good. It's pretty decent. Mm-hmm. It's not like great, but. No, I think it was. I mean, it was. Leaps and bounds better than the average SNL impression of somebody. Hmm. So you're saying I've got a future. It was pro level. Yeah, well, I think it was yeah. really good. It was good. You could you could be an Alex Jones. Impression. I didn't listen to the whole thing, but I listened to the beginning. I was laughing, and it was, it was man. It was only two minutes. No, I. <laughs> you son of a bitch! You ain't got two t- two minutes of time for a motherfucker. Jeez, I thought we were friends. Jesus. Uh, yeah. Ha- ha- have you listened to my music yet? <laughs> yes. You? Oh, you really did? Okay. Yes. I'm, I don't listen to Dutch's music. Well, I thought though, this last time. I thought when he was playing, he was. Plugging me on here I thought you said I hadn't heard this Or whatever but that was There's some of I haven't heard Yeah But you know We've listened to stuff On here before I'm like that's really good And you're like That's John And then Well that's what happened A couple I think it was Four episodes ago Or something that happened. Hmm. Yeah John's really Keeping toll of this stuff Man <laughs> No I just I, <laughs> Takes offense No no I just You know you, I have a specific well, memory Well it's like Okay I just like putting people On the spot Because yeah, it, it makes them squirm <laughs> I don't care I do it too <laughs> No I, I mean I'm I'm not going to lie I mean If I gave you my writing It would probably take you a minute To get around to it And that's fine I don't care No no it's, uh, I've hardly read anything You've done well, you I've told you, you that you, to your face Well so. yeah but you've read it On Facebook yeah. I mean, it's That's uh, different You know I understand And that's okay I don't Well and it, not uh, Not everybody's going to like my music Oh no Maybe I can't ten, stand it myself. 10% of people are going to like it A whole lot <laughs> I'm not going to 30% are going to be indifferent And 60% aren't going to like it Something. I liked it. I thought it was good. I like Dutch music a lot. I just, but I'm not going to be sycophantic and say, "Oh, it's the greatest." 
So I haven't heard enough to. I haven't that's heard enough to make that. I haven't heard enough to make that determination. <laughs> we, we need you no, to see, tell us that we're the greatest. See if you did that, then I'd be like, eh. I don't trust that's not you. real. Yeah. <laughs> that's oily. I gotta change something. I didn't now. like the one where you did the throat singing. That's what. <laughs> like if, you, if you were that specific about it, yeah. John would be like, "Man, he really listened to this." <laughs> <laughs> like I'm breaking down. This chord structure didn't work right here. <laughs> He's the one three eight. And I was like, "What?" Like I didn't even know there was an eight. What the hell was that, John? <laughs> the tambourines mixed too high. Yeah. <laughs> He gets into production notes. Who the fuck was mixing what are, this? What are you, George Dutch? Martin? <laughs> Dutch always goes bass heavy. <laughs> big, big bottom. Yeah, I had a lot of fun doing that crap, especially the, uh, the Alex Jones impression, because I literally just came in here, hit record, and improvised something stupid for two minutes, and then sent it along. That was the easiest thing I've ever done. Easiest $4,000 I've ever made. <laughs> when I get home, I'm listening to the whole, whole thing. Wouldn't that be hilarious if they gave me four thousand dollars? I mean, that's not that's not far fetched if you were in the biz. Yeah, if you were like a voiceover. Yeah, yeah, that would be great. Anyway, it's extremely loud and incredibly close. Part two: tremendously big, tremendously wet. <laughs> that was what this hurricane was supposed to be. <laughs> this fucking guy, man, <laughs> he makes everything so much fun. I know though. it's just so. And somebody stole my joke. Remember, I, I posted the article where he said it's tremendously big and tremendously wet. Yeah, it's like your mom. Said, I think he's getting the hurricane confused with her mom. Somebody, a friend of mine, stole my joke and put it on his page. I don't know if he stole it. Maybe it's parallel thinking. But but I Googled and made sure that nobody else had said it before me. Right. <laughs> Did you really? Yes. <laughs> you get some good ones. Like, you, you throw some out there, it really... Uh, I'm trying to think of some of my favorites. But... um. I like the Trump's using semantics to deny that 3,000 people died in um, in Puerto Rico. Well, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I don't know enough about I don't know preparing for a disaster, cleaning up a disaster at that scale to know, like, if I, I mean, people talk about it like we did nothing. I'm sure we didn't do nothing to help. You know what I mean? I don't know what happened. Maybe it would have been a lot worse. Maybe they did do a great job and... No, and I'm not, and I'm not dragging my hatred of him into it. What I'm saying is, I haven't studied it, so enlighten me. That okay? Here, here, here's the thing about it, and I'm going to go away from that for a second. It's not whether that what they did or what they didn't do. It's the fact that he's denying the fact that those people died. That has (laughs) it has nothing to do with how prepared or how well they did. He denied that they died. Yes, he's he's saying that's a globalist conspiracy. Yes. He's saying all the these Democrats, I, I, I put something up, which I thought was pretty decent, and I, and I said, well, fake news, fake news for fake shoes, or you know something like that, and I said, uh, next they're going to have 2,975 uh, 2, bloated cadavers mm-hmm. sent to Puerto Rico so they can pin this on our tremendous, terrific president. And it's, Yeah, that's something like they do, those, those globalist elites. Don't, but those people will believe anything. Oh, those people. Yes, huh? those people. Those people. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead and say it's it. It's an unqualified. Go ahead and say it. Just Yeti cooler owners. Yeah. <laughs> Deplorables? <laughs> Obama's Muslim. Yeah, he might be. I don't know. Who gives a fuck? I don't. There's nothing wrong with wouldn't so care. he believes in uh, in a in a worshiping and he believes in a in a fake deity as well? Good. Maybe you guys could get there, get together and hash that out together. Yeah, play dice or something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what black Muslims do. <laughs> You're saying he's a black Muslim? Yeah. Well, it's that's, half black. That's a little different. 
Oh, well, the bow ties. They suck. <laughs> they're the fucking no, worst. Right. You know what would kind of bugs me about the, the KKK, whole, that's the all whole Obama thing is that he gets credit as being, uh, you know, the first black man to be president and all this. Why aren't the biracial, isn't the biracial community more offended exactly. that they're not getting cred? Thank you. Because Thank they're, you. they're a people, too. Biracial. I wouldn't a, go that far. Well, <laughs> John. <laughs> they did. They did get one into the president's office. Though, yeah, they so got one. They got one in there. <laughs> so they're. You know, I mean, they they scored big on that. Oh man, this is such a white person's conversation. <laughs> That's do, why we're do, here. Do we folks. have any other kinds on this well, show? I mean, Jesus Christ, we open up the show. I think we have Grant. libertarian conversations. <laughs> do we have Puerto Rican? No, I'm saying we have. Or, I'm saying we have libertarian conversations. Libertarians just another. We have form music of fans. Do we have Southeast Asian conversations? Kratom, yes. Wah, we talk about Kratom, so yes, we do. No, but you would. You have, have to say. You have to say Kratom if you were saying it. Yeah, Kratom. Is it really Kratom? If you want to be Pacific, there's, yeah. uh, there's three different pronunciations, and they all they're all accepted. There's Kratom, 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 and Kratom. Kratom, yeah. I like Kratom. Okay, best, so th- uh, that Kratom's like a Midwestern. So thing. Netflix yeah. has this new. Uh, I watched movie, it. A Leaf of Faith. Have you not? Yeah, it's by the guy who did uh, Bigger, Stronger, Faster. Have you watched it yet? No. I was going to send you a message to so watch it, but um, I was going to do the exact same thing and I forgot. I didn't, but um, but um, no, it's a really it's a really good documentary about it's Kratom. His, it's quite his, in praise of it. Um, like balanced. It like, says that it has some drawbacks. They're not saying that it's a miracle, but they're but they're saying he, it's helpful. Have you noticed any drawbacks? Let's talk about that for a no. second. No. Like Di- yeah, uh, constipation. Yeah. I mean, it's, when I take a huge dose, I can. I I'm constipated nearly every day. It could become. I could see how it could become addictive. Just like um, if you're in pain and you're taking Tylenol every day, sure. it could become addictive. Or coffee. Mm-hmm. Could, they're all drugs. It is. A, it is a drug, but uh, it goes into the actual neuro- neurology of it too. Somewhat that it talks about how it stimulates the same receptors that opioids do, but there's a ceiling. Mm-hmm. Like where heroin and other opioids. Like they'll max out. They talked about it like a piano key. It's like it's pressing the key, but it has a volume limitation on how high That's you can get from. That's fucking awesome. It. It's got whereas, a compressor on it. Whereas heroin will take you can go as loud, can go to three hundred decibels. Like you can, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It'll break the wire. But there's but but it's got this natural because of the way the chemical structure of it, it can't make you any higher than a certain amount. So it makes it very inherently safe. It doesn't make me any. Well, that's not true. Uh, I mean, obviously, you take, if you take a heroic dose, you're going to yeah, feel more than right, if you right. take a medium. I took uh, I took a bunch, even green the other day, which usually doesn't make me tired. I took a, I had I'd gone a long time between doses, which I, I'm starting to do more. Twenty and more. minutes. <laughs> Don't talk to me about that. There is a try my creative infused cookies. <laughs> oh God, that would be terrible. Oh God. Um, no, but I and I took a big dose of green, and it made me so. It's one of those ones where you're laying down, you're like, because <laughs> you, know, you just feel good, I like rubbing my feet together. <laughs> uh, last couple of weeks, I've sort of microdosed on it, mm-hmm. and I've I haven't really had any drawbacks. I haven't taken any big doses. Like I've been taking it before I go to work, and I don't feel anything except for I don't, I don't. Uh, it doesn't hurt. Like the things that normally the, hurt a little bit stop right. hurting. The drawback is there's there's a couple drawbacks to it, and they're not. I'm they're, I'm not talking about the physiological effects. The drawbacks are. Number one, even though it's been used for hundreds of years in Southeast Asia and other parts, you know, or maybe thousands, uh, for all these, as a really good treatment for all these problems, there haven't been, there's no hard science. Right. So they haven't done the study because there's not money in it because there's no money in it because it's a cheap plant to grow. Of course. No one's going to make tons of money on it. So there's no funding to actually study it, to actually compare and see how it can treat different things in a hard science kind of way. 
That's one drawback is that the studies aren't there, and that gives ammo to the big pharma lobbies sure. who want to shut it down. Another drawback to it is that because of that, because it's, it's totally unregulated, right? Mm-hmm. So they could be giving you, you know, Kratom mixed with alfalfa. Or, you know, yeah. So um, that's why you want to get it from a reputable place. But, sure, then, like the, but the thing is, if you get it from a reputable, if they label it as a food product, they've got all these hoops to jump for it, but jump through. But if you label it as not, not for, for human cum- consumption, mm-hmm. you don't. Ha- you can sell on eBay or whatever, I suppose. But that that means that you can literally put anything in it that you want. It's the same problem with supplements. Sure. Remember the fake weed going around? Yeah, that stuff was, yeah, it was garbage. Awful. Yeah, it was awful. Dangerous. Headache, headache yeah. city. Like it, Do you smoke it? I did it a couple times, yeah. I did it once, and I was just like, no. It's just this uh, is garbage. Well, I don't know what they used as a base for, like, the leaves or whatever. Probably just oak leaves or whatever. I have no, I have no clue, but they would just sprinkle some uh, chemicals on it. And it got you high, but it was there was a hangover, and I don't. Headaches, yeah, the mm-hmm. chemicals. It's just fucking chemical leaves with chemicals on it's it. It's garbage. But uh, the documentary is real. It's like it's that guy's worst documentary, like not information wise, but um, it's just sort of loose. What the Kratom documentary is? Yeah, it's it's uh, Michael Moore style. <laughs> yeah, it's more loose, and um, the editing isn't as good, and like the graphics aren't as good. But the information's good, and that's really all that matters about that. I think this right. one was pretty well done, for based on what I know of. I've seen I've seen that guy's other documentary. Right, bigger, stronger, faster is a really good. He, one. He, yeah. he didn't strike me as the most intellectual, hard he, science. He's Actually, he's, he's not. A, he's not he's a meathead, but he's no. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying he's not smart. I'm just saying he's, he, he doesn't sound fair. Like it. He's a he's a meathead. He's no yeah. Tony Danza. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Angela, Angela, Samantha, Mona, <laughs> Mona could get it right. Back in the day, of course. What about Angela? Yeah, I had a bit of a horse face though. Am I wrong? Big old healthy gal. Oh yeah. Some, sometimes Melissa ho- Milano still rocks rough. Melissa Milano, Melissa Milano, Alyssa Milano. A nice horse face can be nice, though. Yeah, I like a nice. Then horse you can face. saddle up and ride away when you're done. Yeah, you're like, well, I don't have to, you know, I don't have to impress her. Horse is a horse, of course, of course. God, you're hilarious. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the documentary. Eat a dick. The documentary itself is it's it's it, like I said, it might be his worst one, but his there. The other ones are so good, right? But he probably, probably had trouble getting funding to get the uh, the graphics and the editing done. But the information's good. Uh, he has some some a good back and forth with like a congresswoman from Florida that's trying to get it outlawed. Oh God, she says, and she it. has no idea, no information. He talks to a woman whose son killed himself at, when he was on it. And she, she, he, her he son, was, so her son was on all kinds of psychotropic bullshit, just, right. like, just crazy amounts of other drugs they found in the system. And he had like, didn't he have a list with him of the stuff that he was on? And like all these things are, and they, and she, and she said that it was kratom that caused him to commit suicide, even though, and even they actually, and then they actually, the police actually did a follow up investigation. The police actually came, so so we don't have sufficient evidence because of all the other stuff he was on. To, what, have you heard some of the things that they were blaming kratom for? One guy died of a gunshot wound and had kratom in his fucking system. Yeah, and they said he died of kratom. They said yeah. maybe the gunshot wound killed him. I don't know, Bob. <laughs> Who, Bob? <laughs> Sprinkle some kratom on. Yeah, that's basically where we're at. Re- reefer madness. Yeah, bullshit. But yeah, didn't he like? Tell the kid's mom that he was on all those psychotropic drugs and like all of them have warnings for suicidal thoughts. Yeah. SSRIs <laughs> that's a rough cause spot a lot for, of suicide. Yeah, that's that's a rough spot for the for the guy to be in because he's trying to defend his thing and he doesn't want to hurt the mother while he's doing it. But I mean, you know. To trying to be respectful but, and be like, okay, 
I'm sorry, but I have to do this and, th- and go through this. No, he was very respectful, and you could tell that she was not as respectful as a Guido can be. He, he, she, she was not like she was not offended by his presence based on the way they framed it. Right. Even, though he was, even though he was wearing a backwards baseball hat, like, God, that, I hate it when he does. And that. He, he listened and he empathized with her. You know what I mean? It wasn't mm-hmm. like it wasn't like a Michael Moore thing where he's just like trying to make him look you know terrible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, Michael Moore! God damn it! <laughs> I watched. What, what did I watch? I like his movies though; they're pretty entertaining. Well, they're well, very entertaining. The last just, one I he's watched, such a prick. Oh god, the last one I watched was something about it had capitalism in the title. It's uh, a, capitalism, American, a love story. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I finally watched that a couple weeks ago, and I was just like, it. It, it made Bradley, me cringe. It Bradley, made me cringe. I was a big Michael Moore fan until Bradley said, "Watch his and watches with a more objective eye." I was like, all right. So I finally did, and he did all the things Bradley said he did. I was like, yeah, he's really going. He's really doing that. Yeah, he's shirt sure cocking. That, that reminds me of a, that reminds me of a funny Bradley story where I'm sure he doesn't care if I tell this because it is funny. But um, uh, we went to see uh, the anti-war movement, the Fahrenheit nine eleven. We went to the theater to see it as me and Matt and Brad and my brother and went as a crew and watched it and everything. Came out of the theater and I could tell people coming out of the theater they were like. You know, it affected people. Right. It was a. It was. It had a profound effect on people. And um, you know, I came out of it kind of fired up too. And you know, I was like, "This is bullshit." Like, you know, just because I'm, I'm anti-war. I've always been anti-war as much sure. as my views have changed. It's always been, this is fucking immoral. Oh yeah. That's um, why they call him anti-war, John? And, and so, and so we came out of there, and um, you know, there were scenes in the movie where they showed like. The, the reality of war, like little girls getting their arms blown oh, off. Oh, God. I didn't know they did all that. The, I mean, there was a, a couple little scenes, yeah. which is appropriate because that's the reality. Right. If you want to talk about the subject, you need to actually look at it. And so, and so, uh, we, I came out of the theater and everyone's talking about it and stuff. And we were like, wait, what do you think, Bradley? And he's like, I don't know. I was like, I feel like parts of it were a bit skewed. And I, <laughs> And I said, I said, was the part where the little girl got her arm blown off skewed? He's like, oh, God, <laughs> just because I said that one thing is skewed, that means that everything is skewed. Did he flip out? Yeah. He's, I mean, he's, we were like in the parking lot. That he's is, screaming. That is a spot on impression <laughs> of Bradley. When he gets upset, the autistic rage. <laughs> and of course, of course, he's, he's in fury mode and we're all like... Just think it's funny, you know. Snickering, because, yes. Yeah, because you can't turn it off. No, we're not trying to <laughs> put gotta, him down. Then you gotta poke the bear. Well, we're not trying to do that. It's just I mean it's, uh, we literally did it's the hilarious. same thing with Chuck. It's just hilarious. Not so much anymore because I don't give a shit. Yeah, but it's still fun. Yeah. I wish he did give a shit. It's more fun to, to I really gave a shit to begin with. Yeah. And then no, we beat you down don't. like, oh God, they're just gonna keep wise cracking. <laughs> cracking wise. <laughs> Chiseling away, Anna. Chiseling away all that all that care. <laughs> The uh yeah the kratom documentaries it's good it's worth a watch called A Leaf of Faith on Netflix. There was uh, the girl one of the girls working in at uh, GoMart she saw it and she said I and she knows I have kratom she's like I'd really like to try that and you know I, I've given her some before I was like just try this and see what you think and she took it and she said like, I feel great and I don't have any pain and you know it's just, it is a kind of a miracle drug it does make you feel just just wonderful it just smooths the edges of the thing yeah and i I'm, i turned my ankle at work the other day oh you guys playing basketball or something <laughs> no i was walking out to the stoker the concrete floor is set kind of uneven in parts and i hit one of the parts and boom just turned it I've done hurt it like fuck and they they told me i i didn't bring um i didn't bring something with me in between shifts Like I took a shift And they said I said well can I go home In between these And like yeah He's like you live Five minutes away That's fine So I went back And I took a dose of Kratom And I came back And I felt 
amazing. Like my foot didn't hurt anymore. I'm bebopping and scatting back through there. <laughs> scatting. That's yeah. I looked at something. Went, I'm the scatting man. <laughs> <laughs> like the good humor man yeah. the ice cream commercial, <laughs> commercial. <laughs> yeah i don't uh i know that the, the uh, dea or whoever the fuck it is they're they want to get rid of it but i don't think it's gonna they work. can't you know what happened it showed uh actually i remember this episode of the joe rogan podcast because uh yeah he's talked about mark it. or chris bell whichever mm-hmm. uh whichever it's one chris that uh is the documentary maker they were talking about it and they they were getting ready to do a vote to outlaw it and then he went on the Rogan podcast and they had this thing set up where people could make comments on it. And they only had like 800 comments at the time. And then Rogan shouted it out and it, it tilted it back the other way. Yes. Something like 30,000. That's fucking awesome. Comments. And then they just dropped it. Democracy in action. <laughs> that's yeah. That's literal actual democracy. Yeah. Really. And then they actually listened. Well, I mean, if they take creative, here's the thing. If we went on Huntington right now, and we Why started. Would we ever do that? Well, don't ever go to Huntington. I'm just saying, if if we <laughs> if we decided to take got a bronze, jaunt down to Huntington, they've got bronze statues at the university there. <laughs> oh, I always want to check <laughs> check out some of the bronze statues. That's a callback. <laughs> John would be sitting there hitting them with hammers. I'm like taking chip, trying to chip little pieces off. And this put is in my bullshit. Pocket. I'm taking some of this bronze home. I'm taking a hand. Some. Anyway, um, excuse me, Mister Thundering Herd. All these people, for it. all these people on on heroin. If if you start giving them kratom, like in between, at first it's not really going to do anything for them, other than the fact that if they're trying to stay clean, they won't get withdrawals. Yeah. So then they'll start noticing it makes them feel better, and they, you know, if they would start instituting kratom through it and and actually do do a little, maybe not control do instead do of instead of do methadone do 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 do. and all this shit. Yes, instead of doing something that, natural and herbal that helps. Kratom and kratom and CBD clinics. Yeah, we'll we'll fucking yeah. Now we got something. Oh, we got a business going now, baby. Let's do it. And they're not expensive items, really. No, I mean compared I got to a bag of kratom for one hundred and thirty dollars, and the street price on an opioid or heroin is like. It's like one of those bags of kratom I get. How much would that be for heroin? Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. Hundreds of thousands, hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, that was that a pound bag. Jesus Christ! You still have a bunch in that one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and Shit I've load. got a full bag down at the house. I've got another. I've got one of white coming, and um, it's 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 tremendous. It's amazing. It does what it does everything. It does all the things. And it's a and it's a perennial crop. Yes, it's a tree that you just pull leaves off of, and it grows. It doesn't damage the. It's it's ecologically positive. Exactly. There's it's, no tilling. There's no chemicals. It's like it's isn't it like a grows like a weed like kudzu or something like that. It's, no, like it's a really, tree. really hardy and strong. It's just a tree. I don't yeah. know much about the species. You know, we can buy live kratom plants. Well, they don't. It won't. You'd have to keep them inside. You'd have to heat it yeah. through the winter. Right. If you had a heated, not for long, baby. We got that global wildman. A little bit of global wow. I don't think it's going to get that. It's going to benefit our cream. I don't think we're going to get to to Cambodia levels. <laughs> we're just outside spraying shit in the air. <laughs> what are you doing? Benefiting my business, fucker. Go away. <laughs> Worry about yourself. But I guess you could maybe experiment with like keeping a bush, keeping a couple bushes in pots and move them in. That's what I plan to do, just to have it as a conversation. But I don't, like I said, I don't know enough about it if they if they would work as a house plant like that, or if they would die in the winter. They probably need a lot of light. What they're, what they're so. wanting to do is study it and then 
uh, extracted and extracted and do synthetic uh, kratom, which, which is exactly what they did with heroin. Exactly, and they're doing the same shit with cannabis too. Yeah, trying to and make, it's hurting people. Make it into a, a synthetic drug when it's already perfect how it is. I mean, not perfect. But. There's a friend of mine who we are diametrically opposed on politics in everything except for that. Like it is a round chorus of I when we talk about fucking weed. He is so in favor of legal weed and, and stuff. And so against them trying to control it. You know, that's why I love the libertarian bent. I have a plant. I want to use it. That's none of your fucking business what I'm doing with my fucking plant. Though, yeah, I mean, the whole thing with libertarianism is that you're not preventing, you're, you're not telling someone else what to do. Exactly. You might not be a good person, but you're not initiating. It, it can be summed up like this. Um, it, Every single non-libertarian stance is I want to use violence on a on peaceful people. Yeah. Or because because I want to change something or I can't think of a way to, that society will run without using violence on peaceful people. It's one of those two things. Either I can't think of a non-violent solution or I want to use violence on people. Sure. That's everything that that that's every argument against libertarianism boils down to one of those one or both of those things. Well, but then it, it seems like the less intelligent people are, the more the favor they they are of being ruled. Uh, you ever notice that? Uh, yeah. There's a lot of smart motherfuckers, smart leftists out there, though. I mean, Jenk yeah, Uger. I mean, there are a lot of people. I mean, even like I mean, Jordan Peterson he identifies as a classical liberal, which is libertarian. Essential. It's mm-hmm. adjacent. It's it's yeah. It's a moderate libertarianism. That's like what the founding fathers mostly sure. were, Thomas Jefferson. Um, but he, even he is like, well, you, you know, he talks about the left and the right and how it's, you know, you need you need both. He thinks you need both sides. You need a little bit of that. The, the leftist to balance out the, the free market freedom thing. Like he, he believes in that synergy that that they keep each other. It's like a checks and balance. The left and the right are checks like and balance. Yang kind of thing. But that's not a, that's not libertarianism. Thinking libertarian and uh, pure libertarianism is. Don't initiate violence on on a peaceful person for any reason ever. Exactly. There's no. It's it's not like well we got to just compromise. It's like no, don't do that. Violence is you know either it's immoral or or either it's moral or it's not. Right. If you're a hard pan, I was uh, trying to be anarcho capitalist. Be you know be the the soft libertarian like hard libertarian but soft like I was not talking about it. I mean I was was making this guy so mad the other day he just couldn't stand it because we even just putting his toe in the water. Uh, Oh just We were talking about uh, suicide. He said, "You see, you think people should be able to kill themselves for one?" I said, "Yeah, they already can." He's like, "Well, why should they be allowed to do that?" I said, "Because it's their body." So that doesn't that doesn't mess up their family. That's not my business. That's his. There's all kinds. <laughs> there's all kinds of things you can do to why mess up your you family. Why can't you grasp this concept? Maybe staying alive is fucking up his family. Yeah. If he wants to die that much, fuck him. Let him go. You know. Maybe he, his family would be like, yeah, we love him, but he's really happier dead. So yeah, some 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 people uh, people can do damage to their families in all kinds of different ways. It doesn't make it illegal. I have to say, like um, when my brother died, he was uh, very. Um, things things were bad all the time for years. Sure, like he turned into a kind of a piece of garbage, and he wasn't before. And whenever he died, I was very sad, but there was a, a sense of fucking relief. Sure, because yeah. that that shit was over. Well, it's so, like it's like when Papa died. Papa was laying in that bed for years. Oh God! And he was just and Mama had to take care of him. And Same thing with my dad. Mom too, had to yeah. take care of him, and we all felt that guilt when it. 
happened and, and then you feel like relieved. i was in wilmington i was in carolina beach and i cried when i found out he was dead but then the the tears were very brief i'm like well mama will be able to finally because she couldn't leave him for you know she never left him but she you know what i mean she had more freedom she didn't have to worry about you know and that's a terrible thing because one of the most sad stories i was getting a little bit misty this Should is, I play some this, Amy Grant? This is neither umbrage nor favorite things. It's the third category. Um, uh, um, I can't tell that story. <laughs> but uh, he's over there crying like a little queer. <laughs> you didn't cry for it. Come on, cry. <laughs> you a squirt a little? Bounce with the basketball. You a squirt? Huh? No, uh, it's just. Well, I could say there was a relationship between two people who really loved each other. They were together for fifty years. Yeah, my parents too. Well, and not fifty, but sort of like the movie Up or something. Yes, very much. And she has to she has to watch him break down into something that is not human anymore, basically, because yeah. he doesn't. And she was telling a story about she was talking to him. and He didn't remember. She's like, "You remember when we went to the movies?" And she was telling that story. That's worse than someone just dying. My sister, uh, she, she was uh, bed bound her entire life. She was had uh, meningitis when she was a baby and brain damage. Never got to walk, talk, do anything. Mom had to take care of her our entire lives, and she never got sick. This bitch never got sick. <laughs> never like like I mean, I mean she was sick, brain damage, but she never got a cold, never got the flu, never anything like that. Then one time she got the flu and she died. Almost, I think it might be about. 15 years ago now. And after that, after the initial sadness set in, the very next summer, my parents get to go to the beach for the first time since before she. And I bet she they went felt home. guilty a little bit. A, not at the time because it, this, she died in the winter. Mm-hmm. And, but my mom got to live a little bit with her husband for 15 years before he died or for 10 years before he died. Right. So, I mean, she was, she was, she was here. She had a good run. Everybody loved her. She was the best. But that death is quite natural. It, yeah, it's a natural thing. And my mom, I don't think, felt guilty. She's sad. She misses sure. her daughter. She loved her. Yeah. But having to take care of somebody in, into your old age, whenever eventually somebody's going to have to take care of you, it's got to suck. Well, it's like, okay, with my mom, she was terrified of ending up like Papa. I thought you were going to say black people. <laughs> I was like, well, <laughs> don't send me to a black doctor. <laughs> um, no, she she was terrified to end up like that. And she it was starting to bother her. And so when she went like she did, like you remember what happened, it was sudden. Like I came in from working out and I found her and I tried to resuscitate her. And I couldn't, and it was just, it was, it, man, it was, it fucked me up for a hot minute. Like it really messed me up, but because I'd never seen death before. And then to watch the person that I loved, one of the person, people I love most and then watch and just, she's dead and seeing it yeah. was hard. It's real weird. That's why I don't like uh, open casket funerals. My brother's was, yeah, such a- was open. I did not enjoy that. I think uh, it's a barbaric ritual. Yeah, I told my dad he was a barbarian for, for <laughs> Well, he put down his his drinking horn and put down his club, and then he punched you in the face. Yeah. And then we, we shoved the casket off to the Gully River, and they shot a flaming arrow onto it. 
Oh, you did it River I was Run. Like, well, this is kind of good. You then. did it River Run style. Yeah. I asked <laughs> the guys at the funeral home if like I, we could actually do that. He's like, well, we can't do the body, but we can do something adjacent. We could put like a, a symbol of you and shove it out into the water. And then have We're some not allowed to do area. the body. <laughs> yeah. I was like, man, I might be coming back to That's you. That's a great way to get, a, get rid of some brush piles, too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, death is fun. <laughs> yeah. No, but I just... And when the some cult, it's but it's our culture. It's the way we're raised to believe it. Like some cultures, when people die, they have a party because they've been released. They've been well. The Irish do it because I think that's a holdover from pagan days. Yeah, they're going to do it anyway. (laughs) That's actually a misconception. But that's a holdover from pagan days. Mom's a misconception. I was a misconception. Hey, Um, we should be so lucky. Boom. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, I do think it's a holdover from pagan days. They were a very Pagans are very happy people. You know, they're, they don't have a vengeful God over their shoulder all the time. They have capricious gods, but they have Capri Sun. <laughs> I prefer the uh, Kool Aid snack pack myself. Uh, we like Ecto Coolers, though. How about High C? Ecto Cooler? Yeah. What is this, 1994? 1997. I think Ecto Cooler was from the 80s, wasn't it? And then they just kept doing it. <laughs> yeah. And they brought it back for the most recent Ghostbusters. Yeah, garbage. Yeah. It I think they should garbage. Make, I think they should make like, Pint or even thirty-two ounce Capri Suns. <laughs> those l- those little bags are. It's kind of just a tease. yeah. Drink a pony keg of Capri. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with a little tap on it. It's like you a, got a pump. Like a pump. box of wine. <laughs> a box of Capri. A box Capri of Capri. Sun. Yeah. He's keeping the fridge. Like I think you're on something. There, I like John. the way you fucking think. I'm telling you, I've, I've got ideas. I like the cut of your jib, sir. I mean, I should have went into marketing. <laughs> <laughs> um. But death, Christians are taught that death is, for one thing, they're, they're, they're happy about it and they're sad at the same time. It's really weird. You know, they're, they're going to this. Not really. It's pretty much all, it's pretty much all sadness the way that, but they're going to the beautiful city in the clouds with the streets of gold and all the representations of greed that we've had our fucking lives. <laughs> but now we get it because we've been good here on the planet. Yeah. Fuck you. I was a good Which little is- boy. Now I get to go, <laughs> go through gold at Jesus' toes. Hosea. <laughs> I don't know. I, th- I think it's. Isn't this great? Huh? I think it's more like all like you know, uh, like the Undertaker, like dun 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 dun. dun <laughs> and it's just fucking like spider webs I'll and black veils. It's pretty much ninety nine percent that, and then one percent of it is like, well, at least he gets to be in heaven now. Yeah, but it's mostly. I just wonder how many of them actually believe that. I bet you it's a way smaller percentage than you'd think it would be. I don't know. Like I know a lot of people who aren't religious that still believe that there's an afterlife. And that it's good. I think there might be something, but I don't know if there's like an afterlife. I, think, I don't. Oh no, no I, nothing. I kind of think we come. There's back. nothing. I think. I think there's reincarnation. I believe in energy. Uh, yeah, exactly. But not consciousness. Exactly. Yeah, your consciousness is gone. Right. The energy that you have in your body is can neither be created nor destroyed, so it is coming back in some fashion. Yeah. I mean, we're but all, that doesn't mean that you're going to be aware of being a tree. We're all composed. <laughs> we're all composed of. Stars and shit and dinosaurs, all the same matter is recreating yeah, right now, and regenerating itself. Right now, if I wasn't, if I was allowed to, but since I'm on the Amy Grant fest, I'd be playing the Moby's We Were All Made of Stars. Let's talk about so, Moby first. So I'd be playing. Uh, can, can I play it? Can we get? Can, yeah, you, okay. I, I, I'm yeah. just not allowed to play. It. Okay, so I'd, I'd be playing the. Um, I thought I told you I'm a star. You see that ice? What's see that? the car? I don't know. It's some some rap song. Yeah. Uh, we don't. We're not down with it. I know it's called, it's called "I'm a Star." I don't know that artist. We all it's a good just want to be big rock stars. A little bit, of, a little bit of uh, who is that? Mm. 
Nickelback. Am I turned up? You are now. Growing in numbers. Yeah, Moby wasn't bad. Growing in speed. I like Moby. What's that song he... Southside with uh, Gwen Stefani. Well, he had one that was just like an electronic noise song. He had a bunch of those. That was his origin was the E. That's a bread and butter movie, was there? Yeah. Electronic dance music. Just This is a great song, though. Sure. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't... I have no desire to diss on Moby in any way, but I just... It's another one I just... I don't... It doesn't make me feel anything. I don't, yeah, I mean, this is... I like... Uh, it's elevator it music. sort of makes me feel something, but I get it. I understand. Um, I kind of like how he sounds like he's 67 years old. He's probably younger than me. <laughs> I don't think Moby's younger than you. <laughs> sort of like Arn Anderson. You're probably not familiar with Arn Anderson. He's a professional wrestler from the little 80s and 90s. But he, he's one of those guys that always looked like he was between 45 and 55. <laughs> Doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> What are we talking about? My, I don't, my haircut. We were talking oh, about. Oh yeah, John got a haircut. We were talking about death and uh, Christian. Chuck was going on about. We were talking about the way the Christians deal with death and how, uh, you know, how all that ties into our stories. And kind of how we were talking about how we're indoctrinated to. Sure. Uh, we're talking about open caskets and like, shit. like still a lot of like I was saying again, uh, pagan religions. I'm not even talking about white people pagan religions. I'm talking about throughout the planet native americans africans a lot of them celebrate death like it's a big party they have a lot of fun and they you know they they that's, celebrate the person that's, and the, they, that's the way i did it you know pretty sure dead. i, I was mean like, why, come, why come, let's come drink some beer and like yes and just laugh cool and, and, yeah it's, a good, I, it's an excuse for all my friends to i want get all together. my people yeah, and, t- and tell never, stories about that haven't they yeah. haven't gotten together in 15 years we can all get together and you know what i mean i would like to have what see when papal Found out he had terminal cancer. They had a thing, and I didn't know this because they didn't tell me because I love my family on that side, but not communicators. Yeah, I used and- to get that, too. One time, <laughs> I was, when I lived in Morgantown, I came home, and my dad was in the hospital. Like, they thought he had a heart attack or something. And they didn't tell you. And they didn't tell me. I was like, and they had, they sat me down and, and like, told me this. I was like, why in the fuck? Did you guys not tell me this before I came home so I could be prepared? And now you're ganging up on me, and it's weird. I don't like it. Yeah, because they thought I was tender or something. Sure, which because I was the baby. Well, I was in high school, and uh, yeah, it's like with Papal, they had a thing for him over at Tech, and and that room was full of people. And I'm wondering what what is jam packed full of motherfuckers. I was like, what is this thing for? And no one would adequately answer the question, and it's because he had found out he was terminal. And he wanted to have a room full of people come in. And I don't, I, I know it sounds egotistic, but I don't give a fuck. I want this too. I want a bunch of people to come in and talk about me because I'm dying. I'm getting ready to die. I you want to have a pre funeral. Yes. So I, is that sort of like what that was? Sure. Like, I, like if I know I'm going to die, I want all the, all my loved ones to come in. I want you to talk to me. We're getting drunk. I can't take those chips with me. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, um, I've been considering something with that though. And we're going to, we're going to talk about that here in a minute. <laughs> um, but I want to, I want to have a good time with my friends and everybody I love before I die. I mean, that, that's not too much to ask. And I would like to have the gloves to come off and everybody tell me, you know, good things, of course. But give me, 
give it to me and be like, what did you think of me? And then, well, here's what we think, you know, and that would be awesome. You know, then, I don't want to hear that shit after I'm dead. And then they tell you, know? you all the things they hate about you and you have to go <laughs> through your last days <laughs> chewing on all these sure terrible things that you didn't know about yourself. No, I could finally cut loose and be like, well, fuck you. you know? <laughs> I'm dying. Go eat a dick. It's like, well, maybe I deserve to die. <laughs> At all the funerals and um, wakes and stuff for my family, I would just... I would go in and do the visitation thing for the people that felt obligated to be there. Sure. Like the, you only hear from them whenever somebody dies. And then I go out back and smoke cigarettes and take hits, swigs off of a, a flask with my friends and shoot the shit. That was about it for me. Well, I, and then we'd go to the bar. Yeah. When Papa died, we, me, Eric and Todd went out to the bar and I got, this is a terrible story. This is the truth. This is this is one of the things that actually started the the downward slide into getting sober. Is we went out, and we were all drinking. And I got shit hammered drunk. Went home with this girl. Mm. I, I, sounds yeah, like, a, sounds I mean, like a good story so far. It is a good story <laughs> when, it's, when it comes to that. Um, all night long, it was great, and then. All night long? Did you beat it up from yeah. the back to the front? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, really nice. a really good-looking girl, too. Mm-hmm. And um, then, though, we were supposed to be on the road the next day. I didn't wake up till like, 2 o'clock in the afternoon. That's perfect. It was it was awful. We had to be back. And I'm, you know, you've got that after drinking, that red, this, awful, this, shitty, like this, greasy this, feeling. The scuzz all yes. over. Yes. Oh, it's awful. And... And Eric and Todd aren't awake yet either, and everybody's calling us and saying, where the fuck are you guys at? You're supposed to be on the road, and this is your grandfather's funeral. Yeah, that made for a wonderful trip back home. And I'm driving. I drive the whole way. Oh, fantastic. Keep going. It was just, it sucked. Hello? Keep going. Yeah. um, Hello? I can remember when, when my dad died, it was like, that's kind of the way I handled it. We didn't have a, we didn't have open casket. We had a thing at the high school there. We had like pictures of him set out of nice pictures of him, like when he was alive, and like, and everyone just was at the auditorium there, just allowed to just mingle and just sure, um, with with just you know his ashes were there. It's like you you know he didn't have any specific requests as to how, he just wanted something. He wanted us to get together and remember him. That's all he said, and so that's what we did. And then after that, I was like, you guys want to let's you know just go home and hang out and drink some beers and get some Genos and. Um, sounds like a wonderful day. And just and that's what we did. We just mm-hmm. hung out and talked and laughed. And, and that group of people that used to be so close and used to get together all the time are probably never going to get together like that again. Sure. In that capacity mm-hmm. where, where, where everyone's there to be loving and supporting of each other and we're all together. Um, so that, to me, was far more honorable than putting on the, the organ music and putting the black veil on and buying t- spending $4,000 on flowers and $8,000 on a casket casket so you can pump some well, that's carcass a racket too. full of formaldehyde and seal it into this casket to bury it into the ground so that it can never rot. That's just fucking stupid. You're just burying this toxic thing. The graveyards are just big piled. They're just like land. They're like landfills. Yeah, yeah. But that's not even the, the, the bodies aren't disgusting. We should just bury them. I think they should be composted. Of course. I agree. Well, but if you pump a full of shit, then you can't do that. Exactly. And then it becomes toxins, mm-hmm. you know, in the earth. You're just littering. And there's the mercury no, in their teeth and that, all that there's, stuff. Yeah, there's nothing smart about that mm-hmm. other than that it makes, you know, these people lots of money who are in that business. And God, everything's a racket. And people like that tradition. They're Bereavement just, racket. 
it's such a, it's just such a stupid tradition and, and people, they just make so much money off of it. It's like how much it costs when someone dies. It's like you've just gone through this terrible thing where your loved one died. And now it's like, we got to come up with $25,000 because fuck? he died. Exactly. Like we didn't pay that much. You know, we were able to get the cremation done for like, I think it was like 6,000 bucks or something. That was cheap, cheap, cheap. And then we put on the thing. We got to use the high school for free. You know, we, we, even though we could have picked, could have put it on this big thing and say money. That's not who my dad was. Right, he was frugal. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, yeah, the way the way that went down was was um, I was fine with that. I didn't feel like, I didn't feel any guilt about that. You know, with Papa was a little bit different. Not Papa. Papa was a Papa was a armed services member too, but they didn't. I don't remember them having the the salute, the twenty one gun salute or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. I, I, they had it for for Papa's because he was. He was in the army and he was in Europe. He was in the European theater. And, um, you know, Papa, I think, was in, in the Pacific. And uh, I, I just, I, 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 it's good for my mom to have that there because she goes and my mom's buried beside him. So that helps her. You know, I understand. But at the end of the day, it's just a, you could put a rock with a carving sure, on it anywhere. I mean, you could, you, well, you could get the headstone. With yeah. no body underneath it. And know. put it anywhere. Right. Well, we planted a tree. Like, I planted a uh, a golden chain tree out back in, in our mobile, and we thought we are going to take off, and that thing is taken off. Like, it's it's going to be there. So, um, so yeah, I mean, different things to remember them. So. I mean, everyone has their own way of uh, of coping or, you know, processing that when someone close to you dies, and there's... You know, there's not a right or a wrong way, but there's so much pressure in our society to do it a certain <laughs> yeah, way. Yeah, and if you don't do it that way, you're a weirdo. And people or are like, well, "We need money for such and such's funeral." It's like we got to raise all this money because we're poor. We got we need twenty thousand dollars to to bury this carcass. Yeah, it's like, why? Why do you need to put yourself in debt and ask for all this charity work? Just put them in a pine box. You know what I mean? All right. It's just it's just an absurd. I I just I don't understand. How, how the culture has become so uh, so addicted, so so indoctrinated to do things that way, and it makes no sense. Well, it's interesting to note that there were different. They've proven this. There were three, I think, three different species of human beings walking the planet at one time, and I think all of them buried their dead with some manner of of remembrance like they buried them with their things or something like that that strikes me as kind of odd because you'd think that these primitive people would see the the benefit those fucking arrowheads are hard to make why would you why would you get rid of those you know a flint napper is that's a hard thing to do you know have you ever watched them do that shit no it's unreal like they have to break it down and they have to really you know it's it's a ma- it's a massive amount of skill yeah, and actually, flint gets down to a, a molecule thick. That is, it is, there is no way that metal can get near it. That's that's why it's so effective. It's just more fragile. And um, Neanderthals did it. Like they've proven that they buried their dead with some manner of remembrance because and, because they they had you know had had broken through the threshold of being spiritual beings at that sure. point. So they believe they probably believed in some form of afterlife or like, you know, some matter mean? of God or, or some, you know. yeah, some kind of like the spirit goes on. Maybe not a God at that point, because you'd think there's probably a point where they, where this, I would think that spirits come before a God, like a God is a pretty advanced concept, a, a creature that's like us, but above us. Well, it's, it, it just stems from, 
I have this consciousness that I don't understand. And I'm afraid if it goes away, so I want to create something that... I don't understand it, mm-hmm. so I'm just going to, you know... Right. I'm not going to... Because this person's spirit might still be alive, even though their body's dead, so I'm, they might need that. And that's scary, too, they so might we have that, to... Yeah. They might need those tools, you know what I mean? So I don't... Sure. Because I love this person, I want to make sure... If the spirit goes on, that they've got the tools that they need. Well, also, I find myself okay. One, this is a uh, terrible thing to admit, but um, sometimes going through the house late at night, I'm afraid I'm going to encounter a shade of Mama, like walking around, and that's going to scare me. But she's not. A th- she's not a threat. I know. I know that. And that- what if she did become a threat after she died? She's, she's like, like I'm going to get this Chuck back. She's like, Tess starts taking umbrage with you from the grave. And starts yeah. knocking shit over. She puts him in a stone cold. But mama is just. Uh, you never pre-washed the dishes. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jesus Christ! Pick up your socks. Like a- Annie. Like Annie would come. And one of the reasons she didn't want to stay there at first, she was like, "Well, I I don't want to if I want to stay up there, Dad." I was like, "Why not?" She's like, "I was like, you're afraid my mom's still there." She's like. Yeah, like she didn't want to admit. Well, don't you think she'd want to see you? Well, no, it's a child. She's <laughs> being rude. But then we had a call. I talked. I said, like, honey, if she is a ghost, don't you think she'd just be a nice ghost like Mama was? She's like, yeah, she probably would be. So then she started coming up there. And what if you turn heel after death? <laughs> yeah, what if you have and to? And if you're a healed in life, you turn face. <laughs> yeah, it's a totally opposite. Yeah. Now, now we're getting somewhere with yeah. the spiritualism. <laughs> we're, breaking, we're breaking new ground. I'm breaking this. You guys want to do favorite things? Sure. Wonderful. Let's get into it. Only Amy Grant, baby. <laughs> I'm really sticking to that. I'm very disciplined. She was hot. Oh, hell yeah. Who's the girl in this video? Not her. That's Amy Grant, of course. But there's like a redheaded girl in this video that looks familiar. Handsome fella, yeah. Her. Uh, can we get a better shot? Nineties video. You don't have to it's cut a really nineties video. Isn't it? Jimmy Grant could get it. Man. Look at her. Is that Missy Pyle? I don't think it's Missy Pyle, but it's somebody adjacent. Of, yeah, somebody sort of like Missy Pyle. What shirt is that? I See did. how wide that thing was. <laughs> That's the hammer <laughs> pants of shirts. <laughs> <laughs> That might be the name of your episode right <laughs> I there. I don't know. <laughs> Possible. God damn it. Anyway, favorite things. Um, <laughs> I started... Uh, I got a, a couple. I started reading Dragon Bone Chair again. And it's... Uh, it's just... It's a tremendous book. I can't believe I just used tremendous. But... Um, <laughs> it got me! Um, it, it's just... It's extremely well done. It's uh, it's full of wisdom. It's one of those things. It, it's the reason I always one of the reasons I always bring it up is that I can't believe it hasn't been opted for a Netflix show or something yet. Because you'd think there are actually a lot of concepts that George R. R. Martin stole directly from that book, and Tad Williams is okay with it. You know, he's Cat Williams. Tad Williams. Hmm. It'd be better if Cat Williams. Oh, it'd be great. <laughs> Imagine if Kent Williams <laughs> wrote an to epic fantasy. Epic. That'd be so awesome. I think that's probably why it hasn't been done because the author's name is Tad. <laughs> Could be. Um, but there are a couple concepts like uh, remember in the show where they had the red comet going through the air. Yeah, that's in that's in uh, the Dragon Power Chair. Uh, the concept where you had 
uh, an ancient race that split into two different things. You have the White Walkers and you have the Children have, of the Forest. You have the Iron Throne and the Dragonbone. Yeah, there. there's a lot of similarities. And George R. R. Martin makes no bones about it. He said, yeah. I mean, I, I re- he said, that's the book that inspired me to write this thing. He said it was a tremendous, awesome piece of epic fantasy. And I wanted to write one. He had never written one. He'd written a vampire book. He'd written uh, some sci-fi, some really good sci-fi, too. And um, he said, I'd never written an epic fantasy. So he sat down and he wrote the best epic fantasy. No offense to Ted Williams, as good as those books are. Or whoever are. wrote the Bible. <laughs> well, yeah. Way, I mean, it's like Game of Thrones is way better than the Bible. I mean, it's like it's like the, you know, it's like you know, I wrote I wrote all this music, and then you know, and then bands like Radiohead and stuff start doing what I you know mm-hmm. copying what I'm doing. Yeah. Oh, they do it better than the what I did, and it's like I don't you know I don't about better. I, I don't mind. I don't mind that they're profiting from my ideas, sure. using me as a stepping stone. <laughs> It'd be, it'd be nice if they give you a shout out. But I mean, it's, it's like I'm this okay is with a John it. Morgan. It's okay because I, I appreciate what they've done. Yeah, they've taken what you did. Yeah, and went just, further. So. They're standing on my. Sh- they're standing on my shoulders. Standing on the shoulders of giants. Sort of like Oasis did with the Beatles. The Beatles heard Oasis and like, hey, this is great. Let's do what they do exactly, and then make it better. Yeah, so like the monkeys with. So the I can Beatles. relate to this Tad character. <laughs> but th- no, I'm surprised that Netflix or one of them has not opted that yet because it's. It's fertile ground to make a great show. The only thing about it is it would probably be ex- prohibitively expensive because one of the main uh, – you'd have to do CGI in a lot of it because one of the characters is a is a troll. He rides a wolf. It's a really cool concept. Then there's the, the Sithy who are kind of elf-like, but they're also feline and also kind of like birds. It's weird. Like the way they're described, they're oddly jointed, but they're really pretty, but they have slitted eyes. It's a really cool, cool idea. And that would be hard to do because you can't just paint somebody up and do that. You can't do that. Can't change their bone structure. No, you'd have to. You'd have to completely CGI that. And there's a lot of them. So um, there's that. But they could do it. They have the money, you know. And if it was going to make money like they knew it would, it's just that those kind of things are risky. And there's it's expensive to make a CGI. Movie. Well, sure. That, and I'm saying that. Um, but with Game of Thrones out there, there are. We, I've talked about this before. There are at least a couple other fantasy properties that are along those lines that are contemporaries of that that could make lots of money and would be extremely popular. Memory of Sauron Thorn is the big one. That's the one that would do well. They tried it with the Shannara Chronicles. That was dog shit. We watched that. It was terrible. Yeah, we tried one up. <laughs> God, dude, it was so fucking bad. I was so disappointed. Um, you can look at Dutch. I, I, he could probably see it in my face. I was like... You were just like shaking your head. Like it was, they put like super attractive people in all these roles because it was, it was an MTV show. Yeah, God. So MTV brings you the Shinarda Chronic. I mean, it's just fucking dog shit. He's so mad about this. I'm still, man. It's, it's, it was, it, it could have been something really great. Those are good books. And, um, but that's, I got back into that and I'm starting to read all those books again. And they're, they have rekindled my, my want to write. I mean, George R. R. Martin kind of intimidates me because <laughs> it's he, he's so polished. Ted Williams is polished, but I he does some of the same things I do. Like we we have similar writing style, and George R. R. Martin just has a way of. For one thing, his dialogue. I write good dialogue. That's one of my strengths. But he's so funny. Like the shit his characters say to each other, especially the shit Tyrion says oh, God. and Elena Tyrell, the shit that they say to each other is fucking awesome. They just cut each other and it's just amazing. Polite and yet nasty as fucking can be. I love that. Like a lot of Elena Tyrell's lines in the show are directly from the book. Like they did, they's like, yeah, that has to be in there. We cannot <laughs> put that in there. Um, 
But, you know, it did that. Another favorite thing is uh, I watched The Warriors. Yeah. And um, I want it. It's silly. It's very over the top. I love the fucking movie. I love it. It's great. I mean, it's a really good movie. It's, I don't it's know exciting. that I've ever watched it. Yeah. Well, give us give us for the listeners. All right. The Warriors is like there's their big gang meeting in New York. They all dress up like the ultimate warrior from WWF. <laughs> Some of them fucking do. Um, but no, there's like nine of these guys called the Warriors. They're from Coney Island. And um, they they go to this big meeting and all the gangs are there. And some of these gangs are goofy as fuck. Like they have the Furies and they dress up in, in baseball uniforms and they have bats in their faces. I love paint. that the gangs it's have fucking, gimmicks. It, yeah, they re- really do. There's the top hats and they paint their faces. And they have top. It's just weird. And it kind of reminded me of gangs in New York. And I'm sure that there, there was some of that influence there. Like, I mean, because... The old gangs in New York, like the the historical actual gangs in New York, did have strange things—the plug uglies and the and the and the ugly mollies and well, stuff like that. Peaky Blonders—I uh, know you probably hadn't seen much of it yet. <laughs> no, not yet. It's fucking incredible. I'm sure it is. It's like his British show about a gang called the Peaky Blonders, and they all dress to the nines. Mm-hmm. They dress like businessmen in the sure. early 1900s would dress, but they all have the newsboy cap with a razor blade. That's fucking awesome. Just underneath the bill so you can't see it. But whenever they get in fights, they take it off and they swing. That's fucking awesome. They slice motherfuckers up. See, and that's actual the the plug uglies and their dead rabbits. The dead rabbits is actually uh, a corrupted. I can't remember the Irish word that they used, actually, but it's a corrupted Irish word. It it doesn't really mean dead dead rabbits, but that's what it sounds like. Most Most of the gangs from that period were Irish, you know, people who came and were tenements, you know, lived in the tenements. But anyway, um, this movie is so over the top and a lot of the gangs are all the gangs pretty much were multicultural. I, I noticed that the dead rabbits was the name of an Irish American criminal street gang in lower Manhattan in the 1850s. Mm-hmm. The rabbits were given their nicknames, the Mulberry boys and the Mulberry street boys. So they were actually real. Oh yeah. I thought so were the plug uglies. And so were the, you know, there's quite a few other ones. Um, there was actually one uh, group who dressed up like women, and they were the queers. <laughs> that's the name of a that's the name of a skate punk group. Um, but it made me think. Okay, there was a point in the seventies and eighties. This is late seventies, early eighties, and they showed multicultural gangs. They were trying to bridge that gap. Like there had been racism, and they were trying to. And I think they had taken large strides to do it. And then I don't know what happened to totally put a bomb in it and fuck it up because we're farther we're farther away from that now than they were then like way farther you know the the racial backbiting that we have is horrible now back then it just wasn't as bad i don't know if it's because people weren't as sensitive about shit back then or i don't know it just seemed to be not as bad back then you think I mean, the I, racism wasn't as bad back then i th- no i think <laughs> I mean, how could we even know, though? I think the racism we have is more a distillation of that. I think that maybe it was across uh, across the board, maybe just... May- I don't know, man. It just doesn't seem to be... I think that there was more segregation there than... Sure. And sure. people just stayed away from each other. Then what's like that? natural segregation. Sure. Like, people just do what they do. Well, Irish, yeah, Irish well, stick with the Irish, well, Italians okay, stick with the Italians. Exactly. Um that's one thing I noticed again about eighties movies. We talked about this, that inherent racism in the movies, like the, the principal where he goes into that school and it's black and a Latino kid school. And he said the most offhand racist thing I've ever heard. He's like, you must have a great dance 
dance <laughs> dance thing in the school or something. I was just like, that was really racist, Jim Belushi. <laughs> oh, in the print. <laughs> yeah. And um, it was like he was he was going from the white neighborhood down into the jungle, you know, the black neighborhood. I'm like, these are Americans. These are people. This is a fucking school. I mean, what the fuck? <laughs> Do we not see the inherent right, the, the horrible racism we're experiencing in this country right now? You know, it's a movie. No, I understand. <laughs> I get it, but I'm saying but that Jim Belushi did. Uh, he did improv that line, so it tells you a little bit about him. Well, he has a Chicago uh, Slovak or something. I can't remember what the hell their family was. Pretty sure he's a fascist too. Yeah, definitely a fascist and a Nazi. Well, that goes without saying. Most people are Nazis. Almost everybody. Sure. Yeah. Most of them. Most people I know. And it just depends on who you choose to hang out with, and that's what I choose. They like to party. No, but the whole thing about, you know, uh, you know, segregation was, like we said, you said, was more delineated then. It's mm-hmm. like the groups would just stick with each other because you want to be around people who are more like you. It's sure. just what human beings do. They get this, this kind of tribalism thing. And so that's not, that's not racism. Like if, if I were a black man, and I say, I just prefer to go to a black dentist because I feel more comfortable going to a black sure. dentist than I do. That's not racist. But um, I don't think that that's racist. I don't think it's racist either. It's just you're, you just have a preference for the type of people you want to associate with. That's not, there's nothing wrong with that. And sometimes, but now, but today, the, the thing is, is that now there's this kind of forced segregation too, where we're trying to kind of force people to accept each other who maybe don't naturally want to accept each other. <laughs> And maybe that's why it seems like to you maybe that racism is worse now is because of the well I was trying this. to force people to accept each other when it's not well re- I will say this I, I think that I think that that goes to the to the heart of the point is that at that point people who started to bridge that gap were people who wanted to bridge the gap they didn't have they didn't feel forced into it you still had you know what I mean like they well I'd rather hang out you know it's okay I think it's okay to do this they would do it yeah and. You know, it was more. I, I don't know. I, I just so there's this guy I follow on Facebook who I like a lot, and he's a extreme, you know, extreme libertarian, anarcho-capitalist, and he's a black guy, and um, he makes music. He's very articulate. He's highly intelligent. Lefties would call him an Uncle Tom. Yes, he gets yes, they would. Yeah, they he gets all kinds because of shit for that. He's not claiming a, to be a victim. He's he's a victim of racism all the time because of his political yeah. views and the fact that he's black. They, they're angry at him because he's not a leftist. It's just like sure. it's just like Ben Shapiro. He's the 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 recipient of the most anti-Semitic uh, things on social media of anyone. Yeah, <laughs> of From anyone. lefties. Yeah, and so and so this guy. This ties to what you were saying because this guy has this position that he he. You know, he has a lot of positions, but one of the ones that he kind of ramps on a lot is that as a minority or as a black person, uh, he, he always accuses black leftists of um, like begging to be accepted. Sure. It's like if someone doesn't like you because you're black or if they don't, you're not feeling accepted. Well, why are you going to beg for them? Why, why are you going to try to force them or beg them or coerce them into accepting you? Why do you want that person's acceptance to begin with? Sure. Why not just say, Okay, that's a stupid. Fuck you. That's a position, stupid yeah. position to have. Suck a bag of dicks. If and you, move on. Exactly. If you if you own an, an army navy store that says no, we don't uh, serve blacks or Mexicans on it. Why the fuck would a black or Mexican person want to give them their business? Exactly. Why not just say okay, that's fucking stupid, and all the white people that hate racism are going to see that and they're going to be like, that's stupid. I'm not going to buy yeah, this. Can- last I'm long. not going to buy this canteen from them. Sure. Um. So so that's kind of you know th- that's just one point that. 
that I'd like to make. This is his position. I'm not talking about my position about when you try to force people to associate um, or you're trying to beg someone to accept you who doesn't naturally accept you. It's just kind of, it just sucks. It's mm-hmm. just, it's, he says, his words are, it's for losers. Yeah. It's like, why not, if, if there's a business that's not serving you, why not just set up a parallel business that serves only blacks? Okay, well, here's the thing. This goes to that. Why point. is that there's, wrong? There's a historical thing that in Louisiana, there was a group of uh, the Creoles who were black, and they had their own culture that was every bit as powerful and every bit as wealthy and every bit as elegant as the white culture. And they had they carved out their own place, and they said "fuck you." And this is in this deep, deep South Louisiana's. Even though that's oh, the southiest of the south, well, even they're more egalitarian because they were had a little bit of a French influence. That was that's a that's a decent point, but it's still in the fucking South, and they were a force to be reckoned with. You didn't fuck with them. They had their own symphony. They had their own ballet. They had all these other things. They owned slaves. Black people who owned other black people as slaves. This is a true thing. This actually happened. And this is the things that people don't like to discuss about history. And I'm, I'm actually getting to the point where um, I, I am t- I'm still am totally anti-racism, but I do believe that uh, sometimes when you attempt to be non-racist, you're being even more racist. Yeah, it's the soft bigotry of yeah, low expectations. Ex- exactly. That's exa- okay. It's like this. Uh, you have a conversation, say, about Native Americans, and I am a big... Uh, you're a fan. We know. Not a fan. You're into it. <laughs> no, not so much that as in I believe they just got shafted. I really think they did. And um, I get I take umbrage with that. And um, it does piss me off. But the more I'm examining it and I hear some of the lefties talk like that guy I was talking about who said they didn't have roads and all this shit. I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm like, wait a second. These noble savages. Yeah, I was just like you. I was like, you are just as racist towards him as the people who wanted to exterminate him. You're just in a different way. I mean, you, they're people. They're people. They're, you know, you have to treat them like other people, not like they're above you or below you. If you do that, then you're dehumanizing them. Yeah, there's a, I mean, that's, there's a bit of a thing happening right now and on uh, social media, on Twitter, if you pay attention. It's uh, black people calling out white leftists for their racism. Sure, because because the, the bigotry of low expectations. Because they feel you don't think we can do anything. I, exactly. You, I, would you, I have to st- as a white man. I have to speak out and protect you as an Asian man, because you're so weak and pathetic that you can't stand up for yourself and your people can't. I mean, that's a good point, shit. John. But I don't. This, this is no. This is but this is another. <laughs> know, this is an Eric July thing. It's yeah. like it's like he makes positions like it's like that's 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 not racist at all to assume that I need that I need help from the white man. I'm not able to. Like the black community is not able to pick themselves up and and you know and 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 do better and, mm-hmm. and for their communities and for each other without the white man's. They need the white man's help. They need our help. That's so demeaning. That's of just course. so fucking uh, racist. And, I, and that's the standard leftist anti-racism position. Sure, it's it really racist. Is. It's fucking racist. You think that they? You think that they can't take care of themselves and that they need your white ass government to help them? Exactly. It's just Fuck like that, that. That Facebook exchange I had with one of my friends there a couple months back, like he he, he uh, essentially said that black people and uh, minorities can't think for themselves, so they should just let. I us remember do that it. dude. That was brutal. And he, he <laughs> I mean, I know that might not have like, been what he was trying to say, but that's how it came off yeah, to exactly. almost everybody yeah, that read it. I, yeah, I read it. I was like, holy fuck. It's like, that's really fucking insulting. Some people yeah. don't get their ideas across well on right. social media, even though. Well, I know this guy, and it would have been even worse in person. 
I can almost guarantee it. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, the soft bigotry of low expectations is real. People people think they're being white knights for everybody. Whenever oh, it's all, so- all they're really doing, it's a, just another form of oppression. Yeah, and you're 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 making you're trying to make yourself look virtuous by by looking da- by literally looking down on somebody. <laughs> well, I mean, th- and that's really the the that's really the whole trick, isn't it? Is that they're these are actually not beliefs that they hold; they're beliefs that they think society looks at them so they should hold. Virtue signaling, you know. Yeah. Oh, look at me! Look at how all, great it, I am! It's like, all for oh, social media brownie points. It's exactly. all. It's really fuck all it's for. It's like I'm, I'm scared that someone's not going to think that I'm in the cool class of virtuism. Well, that, it's the thing. Okay. I'm afraid that they're not going to think that I'm leftist enough or whatever to be in the cool because all the artists, all the actors, I'm not all of them, obviously. A lot of them. Most right. of Hollywood, all the actors, all the popular people, they, they all they're all progressive, you know, sure. leftist leaning. And so, if you're not, you know, it's so uncool to not be. To not be a blue check mark. Yeah. It's Norm, so uncool. Norm MacDonald got all kinds of shit this week because he uh, he did an interview, which you shouldn't do unless it's unedited, with somebody. And he's talked about Roseanne and Louis C.K. as though they weren't animals, as though they were actual people that he's known for 30 years and he's been friends with for 30 years. And people hated him. That People went nuts. And nothing's going to be done about it because... Just because he's fucking Norm Macdonald, he right. wants, he's been he's been leading the line as far as uh, telling the truth and being funny at the same time. Oh yeah, for so long. It's like I don't have anything against you know if someone wants to come out and be anti-racist because they're passionate about it and it's just something they care. That's that's great. That's fine. But don't act like you're some kind of hero. You're taking the you're taking the most easy more like mainstream moral position that you can possibly take that almost everybody shares your ideas there's nothing brave about reiterating something that almost everyone else agrees with you about yeah and so and so i so i started started being being anti-slavery in 2018 exactly being being anti-nazi it's the nazi thing well i'm against nazis believe it or not i'm actually against nazis unlike you i'm against nazis yeah like that's such that's such a lame just, just boring, lazy position. You know what I mean? To, 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 and so I came up with the hashtag. Anytime I'm interacting with someone and they're doing that shit, hashtag so brave. Yeah. Oh, so brave of you to to say that you're against pedophilia. Yeah. You're a fucking hero because that, you don't think. That just, being said, we are on the world's number one anti-pedophilia podcast. So so brave of you that you're against kids being raped. Wow, we are you brave. Should, you should we get are a, brave on this. We're podcast. the Atlanta should, Braves. Oh, you should get a yeah. fucking. You should get a trophy. You should get your participation ribbon because you well, but, okay. said something that everyone agrees with you on. <laughs> but my, I mean, not everyone's my position. <laughs> <laughs> There's a little thing called pedophiles out there. They're pretty into no, it. They're, they're against it too. They just have a problem. Nambla. <laughs> um, God, it's so fucking. That's so uh, just sick. Um, it is sick, bro. <laughs> PC principal. <laughs> I know, bro. <laughs> you know what else is sick? These beats. <laughs> this right here. <laughs> that right there. The gun. The gun is sick. <laughs> um, fuck. <laughs> so you were talking about the Warriors. Yeah. <laughs> well, and the, the movie just in general was great, and I love it. Um, one of the people in it I noticed was a kid that was on uh, Family Ties. No. Welcome back, Cotter. Getting warmer. Um, it was on three, two, one contact. Ah, uh, it was called the Bloodhound Gang. Let me play that intro for you real quick. 
It's actually, a, it was a pretty famous song, you know, uh, not famous, but you know what I mean. Hold on. Holding. <laughs> okay, I'm trying to get it here. The fingers ain't. Let him gang think. Okay, here we go. Whenever there's trouble, we're there on the double <laughs> with a bloodhound gang. The if black kid was. We've got the time with a He was indoors. Yeah, he was. <laughs> you haven't seen it, you wouldn't know. I mean, I've probably seen it sometime. He was one of the warriors. Um, I, 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 I just thought the movie was really original. It was really, uh, it was really well done. Um, but then another favorite thing is I, I, I had to buy my own Blu-ray copy of this last year. Return of the Living Dead. Um, it is in no way affiliated other than mentioning the fact that it of Night of the Living Dead. Uh, it has nothing to do with um, uh, Tom, either Tom Savini or um, George Romero. has nothing to do with it. It is a campy, shitty as fuck, but yet great fucking 80s horror movie. Down the line. I don't know if you've watched it. I'm uh, sure I've seen it before. There's two fucking monsters in these canisters, these two zombies, and they're in a fucking medical supply warehouse. <laughs> so apparently the army has misplaced them. Where the fuck these things are? <laughs> so, keep so, this, so this idiot and the and this kid he's training for the fucking place go downstairs and he's showing them the bodies. Like, wow, that's neat. And then he kicks the fucking canister. He's like to show him how solid it is. And this gas comes out of it. And then one of the things gets out, and they don't know this till later. But the two guys inhale the gas, so they become zombies. And then the gas, and then the gas gets into the medical supply place and wakes a cadaver up, and it's screaming and running around naked. And they kill it and chop it up, and then they burn it. And when they burn it, the smoke goes down to the local fucking uh, graveyard, and all the zombies get up. And, ah, it's fucking off. And it has it's got these punk rock kids in it, and it's got it's fucking horrid, but it's meant to be that way, and it's great. Like it is. So if you've never watched it and you like a good campy horror movie, that's the fucking route to go. I, I can't get one of my favorite people to watch it because she's scared of horror movies. But I'm, I'm really trying to, you know, when we're able to, I want her to try to watch it because I was like, honey, there's nothing wrong with this. This is not scary. This is funny. This is, there's nothing scary about this, you know, and it's. It's it's funny as in like the zombies kill the paramedics and one zombie's like send more paramedics <laughs> like into, into, the, into the fucking thing and I'm like laughing my ass off. and um it's on my it's on my Amazon like it's on, it's in the queue because I watch it I'm gonna go I'm gonna watch it tonight when I go home well, which which movie is this again Return of the Living Dead okay. and then they had Return of the Living Dead part two which wasn't quite as good it's just a big budget remake of the first one Dan O'Bannon did this movie which Dan O'Bannon wrote Alien like the original Alien and um, that's one of the most well written movies there ever was I mean it's 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 a crawler but it's it's a builder like it's you know the, the building to something terrible and it just keeps getting worse it's just so eerie and so bad you know in that vein we were talking about this uh alien uh, i 
watch Aliens on a daily, on a weekly basis. To go I watch to, at least to, once a week. To go to sleep too. Yes, I do. Is Aliens the one with? It's where they go. Game back. over, man. Yeah, it's with Bill Paxton. Fucking great. Yeah. Michael Bain is fucking amazing. I always watch the director's cut because that's the only way to go. And um, then I watched Alien Three the other day, and that's where I sent you the picture of a young. Uh, uh, Young Tywin Lannister, yeah. Charles Dance. God damn, that motherfucker's handsome. Yeah, he's very handsome. <laughs> he was. He was. Uh, you, you've watched Game of Thrones, haven't you? Oh yeah, you know, many, many times. Tywin Lannister, Charles yeah, Dance. Tywin, yeah, yeah. Have you seen him in Alien Three? Remember, remember Alien Three. I don't know. It's not fresh in my mind. He's in it, and he can't be more than I'd say he's at most thirty-five. Oh wow, and he's he's really handsome, dude. You know, very British. You know, yeah. ac- you know, there he is in it. Oh yeah, yeah. And he does a really good job in the movie, and it's one of David Fincher's first movies. Fucking like, David, I forgot about him. I didn't yeah, know he directed it. Yeah, and well, I love all his. I movies. think they gave it to him because they're just like, listen, we don't know what to do with this. Ridley Scott wouldn't direct it because he had moved beyond it. Like he's like, I don't want to do another Alien movie. And James Cameron the same. He's just like, well, I've done Aliens. I'm proud of it. I don't know what I can do with this because it's a different kind of story. What are we going to do with it? So they had a thing where they were trying to make it like the first movie, only it was. You know, just different. Like it was going to be a different type, more, more visceral. Like it's not such a crawler. It's a, it, it yeah. runs at you. And right. that's, that's what the movie does. Um, it's good. Uh, it's not great. I, I'm going to be honest, <laughs> but it has its moments where it's, it's a good movie and it's canon. Uh, but where they go from there is questionable at best. Uh, Alien Resurrection is dog shit. It's one of the worst things. I've how ever how seen. do you feel about Predator versus Alien versus Predator? I would have, I would have liked it if they had followed the comic book that Dark Horse did, which was a great story. We've talked about this before. It was on an alien planet. The uh, predators drag a, a an infested alien ship behind them. That's in stasis Like there's a queen in it And she's asleep And then what they'll do Is they'll find a planet That has an indigenous Population of animals That could be affected They drop it Fucking on the planet They let them Populate a little bit And then they go down And start hunting them That's the fucking That's the concept Of the Of the story that's fucking awesome, especially when the fact that you have some alien, some uh, humans in this sparsely populated planet, uh, they're they're like raising animals for food, and there's very few humans on the planet, and they get caught in the middle of the whole fucking thing. Like these, the predators come down in groups, like these hunting parties, and they and they're fucking awesome because they're like, they're, they're like a pack of dogs that work together, hive mind kind well, of shit. Well, no, they're they're actually they're not like that at all. They're like us. They individualists. Think, they're individualists and they're warriors and hunters. Like they, it's a, it's a honor based, class based culture. Mm. And it's also hierarchy. You know, one predator will take over and they actually have a fight to see who's going to win. Yeah. And it's not always to the death, but it's usually to the death. Fun fact uh, Alien 3 was David Fincher's first movie. Wow. Before yeah. that, he did a whole shitload of music videos. Sure. He did The Outfield, Rick Springfield, a bunch of Paula Abdul. That's really odd. Yeah. A lot of Madonna. Um, Winwood. Shit. He hit all the, he rounded all the bases on that one. Um, but anyway. Johnny hates jazz. They, that was a great comic. They didn't, they made it too early. They didn't have the technology they needed to make it like they did the comic book. I wish that they would revisit that and make it correctly and it would be good. And then it would be canon, you know, because 
one of the coolest things about Alien Two, I mean Predator Two. What do you mean by the, it being canon? Like it's it fits in with all the other parts okay. of the story. Um, one of the coolest things that well, the only good thing about a, a Predator Two is that when they when they get finds the, the Predator ship, Danny Glover, and he opens the trophy case, there's an alien skull in it. Mm. That was a little nod. I was like, that's an alien skull. Look at it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, they were going to do that, and I love Dark Horse because. That comic book company used to take these properties that nobody wanted anymore. You, they you, they couldn't sell them, and they would buy them for nothing, and then they would have the right to do whatever they want with them. They created a really cool story that was RoboCop, Alien, and the Terminator all together in well, one fucking tremendous. story. It was amazing because RoboCop was uh, something that Cyberdyne Systems has create had created first, like it was a prototype of something, and then the Terminators came, and RoboCop was one of the only people left alive on the planet, and with the Terminators and the aliens had invaded. It's like, this is so amazing! You know, and it's just, they stuck all that shit together. It was great. It was a great story. You need to make a movie out of that. Yeah, it was, I think that, that would be really... A series, make a series out of you, If you do it right, you could make something good out of anything. Story is key. If you can write a good story to anything... The Point Break story where fucking Johnny Utah becomes John, John Wick, Wick yeah. is a good idea if it's written correctly. We think it sounds silly, and it is kind of silly. But if you write it write it correctly, that would be awesome. Who could we get to write that script? I don't know. Couldn't be me. Hmm. It's a great idea, though. It's a great I, seed. I, guys, <laughs> I'll do it. Oh, God. Great. A steam screenwriter. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be my first film. Little did we know. I watched a movie last night um, called Mother. Yeah, well, how is that? Jennifer Lawrence, Javier Bardem, Ed Harris, uh, Pfeiffer. It's got all the people in it. Um, it's absolute chaos. It's fucking weird. It's good, but you don't know what's going on, really. Is it? Did ever, do you ever figure out what's going on? Sort of. It's it's sort of obvious because I looked up like people's translations the Bible? of it. Yes. Okay. I looked up people's translations of it, and it's it sort of makes sense. But essentially, it's just okay. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence is Javier Bardem's wife. He's a poet, and and uh, they move out to this nice big country house, and he's going to work on his new poetry for his new book, and then just weird shit starts happening all the time. It's it's fucking chaos all the time. Essentially, it's Jennifer Lawrence going around. Hey, stop that! Uh, excuse me, excuse me. The entire what is movie. He, what is she, Columbo? Uh, pardon me. I don't know. <laughs> I have a few more questions for you. But, uh, that's essentially what it is. But there's just all this weird, fucked up shit happening, and I don't know. It's really good and really weird. I think you would like it, and I think it would stress you out. But you might like it anyway, because sometimes why would I like it stress it. me out? Because it's it doesn't. You don't rest. There's not a minute of okay. Well, that's over. Thank God. <laughs> yeah. There's. It's all. It. There's no. It. It's all beginning end. Like no. Well, it's all beginning middle. Like the middle's the big build up to the end. Right. It's. It's all fight scenes essentially from the Avengers. You know. <laughs> it's. It's all action except for it's not like good. Like it's terrible things happening. Sure. All the time. All at once. And it's just fuck like there's like she, like they're having like a it turns into a party or something because he's this big he's this big poet and like she leaves the room and it's just him and it's her husband and Ed Harris and Michelle Pfeiffer talking because they were big fans or whatever and then she comes back in and there's eighty people in there they're all drunk and and uh, playing cards or whatever and and she's like and then like 
the guy grabs her and he starts trying to like do stuff to her and it's fucking weird. It's very weird. It's uh who the fuck Aronofsky. Darren yeah. Aronofsky. And what was the name of this again? Mother. 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 Yeah, it's it, on, it caused a bunch of kicked up a bunch of controversy. Because people didn't know what to think about it. Sure. People, like is this like what are the, what is he saying with this? What is this yeah. about? What well, it's just like something like Gummo. Why does it have to be about anything? That's what I, I thought. Like I thought it might have been her own personal hell. Sure. Um, like I think Gummo. That's what I think Gummo is. Like that, that's sort of what I thought about it because she. I think maybe in her regular life she might have been like a normal controlled person that is a control freak, and but her own personal hell would be just fucking absolute chaos the entire time. But it's really it, it's very. Uh, it's a good watch. You don't get fucking bored. I can promise you that. Sure. But it's real fucked up. Hmm. So I, I highly recommend it. You can get it on Amazon and Hulu, maybe Netflix. All the things. All the things. It's fucking weird. And, of course, Jennifer Lawrence is a POA. You know what I mean? Me and her, <laughs> Me and got, her, in, her. got it on. Woo! <laughs> POA, that stands for... Uh, puss, piece of art. Pussy over ass. <laughs> So she's like missionary, missionary position. Yeah, she's mis- strictly missionary, strict, strictly mish, <laughs> strictly mish. You put that, strictly mish. It's not going to beat the other one, but it, she's right down. Strictly mish. We should start doing alter, 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 alternative titles, like yeah. they do on fucking parentheses, like on uh, Rocky and Bullwinkle. Strictly mish. Yeah, I recommend it, man. Like she gets a little bit naked in it, but it's like not like the kind of naked you want. It's like sort of a bad. Thing, yeah, but not sexy. Yeah, like there's one point where like her and her husband have sex. You don't get, you don't see her naked there. And the next morning, you wake up and she's pregnant. And five minutes later in the movie, she's eight and a half months pregnant. Like that's how weird this fucking movie is. And you give, you're, you're not giving. It any, just sounds like a bunch of distorted images. It sort of is, but it, it uh, it all makes sense. But it, like while you're watching it, you're not sure if it's making sense or if this is just his weird fetish factory that he's pumping out you know but it's it it seems like torture for jennifer lawrence's character you know i like the way you describe it stop doing that what's going on here? I'm, I'm being serious watch this movie that's what the, that's what you're gonna like she she leaves the room one minute she's upstairs and like she comes out of her room after doing something and those, like there's just people talking excuse me can you please go downstairs like oh well the, what, no we're cool please get downstairs this is my house and then like they go downstairs and she goes she follows him downstairs and there's people painting her fucking house inside and she's like what are you doing oh, we figured you guys are being so nice we just go ahead and uh, spruce up and paint the house for her and she's like I didn't ask you to do that please stop like it's fucking weird yeah <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if it's weird for the sake of being weird but it's a, it is a weird movie it got decent reviews on. Rotten Tomatoes. Well, I th- it's one of those. It's going to be. It's going to. It's a polarizer. I would think. So yeah, I, re- I remember people not. There was two reactions: terrible or amazing. Sure, I'm sort of in the middle. I really liked it, but I was. I'm sure some of the people who. That's what kills me about movies like that. Some of the people who say it's amazing don't get it. They just want to look yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a piece of art. Then tell me what's it about. What it's about. What does it do to you? Well, it's just no. I want a fucking explanation. I want to know what it does to you. Not some kind of vague esoteric bullshit. You know, tell me what it. Tell me what what it speaks to you. Good, bad. What what does it do? I can't stand when people do that shit. Yeah, they're just. It's sort of like. Uh, fuck. What was I gonna say? <laughs> 
it's sort of like liking things because it's what it is, is liking things because they're cool, not because you actually like them. Absolutely. The Emperor's New Clothes type deal. Well, look at those, look at that shiny tiara. There is no tiara. I mean, the, the one, the one honest person is the one who gets ostracized. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like Jackson Pollock. I don't, I don't get it. I'm not going to pretend that I get it. <laughs> you threw paint at a canvas. Great. I don't fucking need. <laughs> is that supposed to be something? It's okay, I guess. But- and, and that's where I get accused. Well, you're not an intellectual. No, I'm plenty intellectual. I just am not going to accept something because you tell me I need to accept it. Yeah. yeah. Sounds like you're anti science yeah. and racist. <laughs> maybe How a little dare bit you of a, say such a thing? And maybe a little bit of a Nazi. Could be. Well, a lot of a Nazi. He's wearing the regalia right now. I mean, if you're if you're one percent, then you're a hundred percent. Well, that's what I always say. In for a dollar, in for a dollar, in for a yeah, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Watch the movie, see if you like it. I don't know. In it's, for a penny, in for a pound. That's what I was trying to yeah. think. Yeah, I'd watch it again if you guys would want to gather and and watch it because I didn't catch all of it for like the first ten minutes. I was just looking around on my that's phone, what I'm being to, a dickhead. To me, it sounds like something I have to I'd have to watch three times before I. Yeah. What's a movie like that that you had to, Inception? They say, but I, I got Inception pretty much from the beginning. Every movie I've ever seen. That's just the way my brain works. No, no. Even back. Shallow Hal. It, it, took, <laughs> it took John five watches to. There's, there's to no movie. Dirty work. There's, there's, there's no movie that I like. <laughs> there's no movie that I like that I haven't watched at least three times. Well, sure. Yeah. I mean, and I and the first time I I miss things and I don't piece things together. It's just I. It's just the way my brain processes. Oh, okay, fair, I need, fair. I need some I repetition. I see what you're saying. It's just the, I'm a s- sort of a slow thinker. As smart as I am, I'm pretty slow. The way I process information, so I'm kind of that way too. You know, I process it very thoroughly, but I need. I'm not a quick thinker. I'm a, layers, I'm a deep thinker, but I'm not. There's quick. layers that have to be put in place before I can formulate why I like something. Sure, I, I'm not I'm not just like oh, I like that immediately. And if I do think that I like something immediately, it won't last. I, I wound up. I wound up. It won't withstand the test of time for me. The things that really challenge my thinking are things I have to digest over time before I can really appreciate all the layers for for a piece of art. Well, it's like a, I had to watch View for Vendetta a couple of times. I mean, before I and I know people. It's a comic book movie. Did you really need? I mean, to even like even like just stuff you would think like Fight Club. It's like I didn't. I remember my brother. People were was like raving about. It. It was like this life changing movie, and I watched the first time and I was just like, oh yeah, that was awesome. But I didn't get it. I had to watch it two or three times before I was like, okay, yeah, you, there's all kinds. I see of why this is cool. Yeah. yeah, and you have to understand the characters and the yeah, all that stuff. I was. That's one of the few movies where I I knew. I did not know immediately that Brad Pitt was a figment of his imagination. I thought he was real. And it took to, me, yeah, it I was took like, me a little and, bit. And honestly, like when they finally revealed, I'm like, oh! <laughs> yeah, and honestly, that that little twist there, it didn't impress me. I mean, obviously, it's a great book. It's a great film. But mm-hmm. that didn't make the story better for me. It was oh, kinda, I loved it. I, I thought it was kind of like, that's just... Fight Club is so good. That's a little far-fetched, isn't it? I mean, it's like how... It's not possible. It's just... Especially when he drags him. Like, but yeah, there's, how, how there's is continuity this? issues there. Yeah, you know fair. what I mean? Serious continuity issues there. But still, I'm not knocking it. Obviously, it's great. But you know what I mean? That's just the way my brain works. I'm a critical thinker. Mm-hmm. I don't just accept things on an emotional, you know, surface level, you know. Anyway, what do you got for a, any sort of favorite things? A favorite thing? Hmm. I've been cleaning my house a lot lately. God, what's wrong? And, okay. Uh, <laughs> Um, yeah, pretty good. Um, That's a sign of coming out of like well, a depression. Yeah. But it's like, 
I mean, it's, it's it got pretty bad because it was like not only my mess but another person's mess, and then I just sat in it for like months and months. It was just like not just dragging my feet about cleaning my house and finally doing it. And it's very cleansing. It's part of the haircut thing, and just you got a new tattoo. I'm, I'm I got the nicotine gum. I'm getting off snuff. Got a full sleeve again. tattoo. Um, yeah, I got a tattoo on my dick mm. of a dick. <laughs> it's like a cartoony, kind of a veiny, cartoony dick that doesn't look like mine, which is it says, "Hey, fellas," in a little. Uh, and when I get a, when, when I get an erection, when I get an erection, the tattoo gets bigger. But your dick doesn't, which is weird. Yeah, it sucks. It's this condition. <laughs> it's a really rare condition. This day and age, to read any good it's, news, on it's the twelve inches. Page. It's twelve inches long, whether it's soft or hard. It's just uh, that is, it is what it is. Speaking of the bottom of your shorts right now, it just changes position a little bit. <laughs> kind of looks up a little bit. Uh, yeah, that's my favorite thing is uh, getting uh, doing spring cleaning at the end of summer. I, no, this is another thing is that I don't think spring cleaning. If you're going to pick one season to clean, it's got to be fall. One would think because it's nice, it's and you're and you're preparing your house to because you're going to be shutting your house all winter. Oh yeah, you got. So you want it to be clean before you're stuck there. Whereas in the summer you're outside, so that's the worst time to clean your house sure. if, you, if you have to pick one season. It should mm-hmm. be fall cleaning. Just my opinion. Some say you should probably clean more than twice, once or twice well, a year. Grant, I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that either. I'm most people, especially with dishes. Most people, would I just keep buying new dishes. <laughs> yeah, and breaking them and breaking them. Go skeet shooting, buy new dishes. I mean, you ought to see that Corral well, shatter. What was that movie? D- don't tell mom the babysitter's dead. Yeah. Christina, dishes Applegate. are done, man. <laughs> How hot is Christina Applegate? Can we uh, talk about that for a minute? I haven't. What does she look like now? Uh, She's have the producer pull. She it was up. pretty hot in Anchorman, up, Jamie. But uh, I just never found her really that attractive. I love her. I don't like blondes for one thing. She's a little. She's built a little slight. She's not slight. She's got some curves. Mm. Well, she's got some hips on her. Chuck likes power lifters. Well, shapes. I know, I get it, but she's not. She's not petite. That's not exactly so. She's not. Petite. <laughs> she's definitely not petite. Right. Oh no, she's not. And I think that do think she's attractive. She's great, man. She's, I love her. She can still get it. I, I tell you what, I'd like. I think to she put, had both of her tits lopped off, though. She did. I'd like to put some barbecue sauce on that butt and just <laughs> <laughs> make a mess. <laughs> get it in my beard. <laughs> Sweat up my plums. <laughs> Getting a bluish hue. <laughs> Kids standing in line saying, I want that plum for my lunch. <laughs> Can I trade it for your Twinkie? <laughs> Have you seen that? No. Will Ferrell doing the, the fucking outtake for Eastbound and Down. He's talking about his plums and fucking... <laughs> uh, Danny McBride. Danny, no, Danny McBride uh, and... Um, uh, the black guy. Um, Craig, Craig Craig Robinson Yeah <laughs> Standing there They're like Try not to laugh <laughs> <laughs> Alright well, we gotta Punch that up for a sec like, uh, Is that Ashley Schaefer BMW <laughs> 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 Definitely based on Ric Flair 100% oh I mean he even said that So great You got any other Favorite things there uh, that's, that's I'm it. trying to think of Other ones uh, Favorite thing is being A media darling Going on all not, these Different shows Not living in a <laughs> Not living in an Ecosystem designed Specifically for For spiders And fruit flies Is my favorite thing So you double retired <laughs> Really <laughs> Can you feel the tension In the air right now I know I can oh, God damn I can feel it all the way Down in my plums <laughs> Getting all swollen <laughs> With a light blue hue to them, fresh and juicy, ready for the picking. 
All the school children lying out. Hey, that plum looks good. You, can I trade it for your Twinkie? No, these are my plums. I want to bite into that plum and let the juice spill down my chin. You know what I mean? All the while, everyone's saying... I want the juice to spill down. <laughs> <laughs> fucking amazing dude god I love that have you watched that show Eastbound and Down no I think you would love it yeah you would it's great the, the only thing that makes me sad though okay on that vein um, I was watching the weather it was CNN my folks were watching CNN and it was a, you know they were reporting on the weather and they were showing you know a couple of places where the storm was hit and I was looking I was like that looks familiar and then it was, it was uh, Carolina Beach and it was fucked like it, he was I could see the restaurant I used to work in, Hardmaster sitting over here, like in the distance, and it was just f- completely flooded. And he was standing in, you know. And let's talk about that for a second. I know it's wrong for them to make the the uh, conditions look worse than they are, but that's, oh, that, that's become, that becomes a new righty thing now. Well, if they're lying about that, what else are they lying about? Like, I'll go eat a Well, did you see the cock. video of the weatherman? I like, did. Yeah, and then the guys are walking behind Struggling, him. and the guys just stroll by yeah. behind him. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty funny. <laughs> okay, you guys ready to do the umbrage taker? Let's do it. Let's bang do it. it out. Let's get into it. Oh, fucking ad right before the song. Some bitch. Okay. <laughs> I keep forgetting. So can you only watch films with Amy Grant in them too, or is it just a lot of music? Somebody in the film has to know Amy Grant. Okay. I have to do a lot of research six, before I watch anything. Six, six degrees, El three degrees of Amy Grant. <laughs> I used to sing this song in church. It's Ashkenazi Jew. I'm anti-Nazi myself, personally. You know, she's she's sort of doing like a, a Brian Adams thing with her voice. Yeah. What, is he, what, what does he do? Makes it breathy? Yeah. I'm Brian Adams. Please forgive me. Just a little. It sounds like you're doing just a little Ash- bit Ashley of rasp. Ashley Schaefer BMW. <laughs> All right, umbrage ticker. Give me some of that umbrage. All right, Give me some um- of that umbrage. Baby. The umbrage I have with this week is um, the fact that that dumb shit is denying <laughs> that there are which, which, wait, always three thousand people dead. Slow down. Which dumb shit are you talking about? When I say dumb shit, I'm talking about one person. Who would that be? Alfred E. Newman. Alfred E. Newman. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't come up with one. Dutch had to get there for the assist. He bounced it into me and I laid Just it up. Just call me John Stockton, baby. <laughs> Alfred E. Newman. <laughs> no, uh, Trumple Stelston, Donnie Trumples. Um, Don Don the Magic Are you talking Wong? about my president? <laughs> the best He's president. all of our president. I love when they do that. That's well, my, he is, but I, mean, I know, but that's my favorite thing. He's still your president. Like, that doesn't fucking. I, I'm going to go and, and say something. I, don't, I know it's going to be controversial. But. Um, are you are you anti Nazi? Uh, no, I'm anti Trump. Hashtag so brave. I'm Hashtag, anti- that's a good example of hashtags. I'm, I'm, I, I, it's, it's hard to come out and say something like that because I know everybody loves him so much. So, yeah. It's so courageous of you. We, we stand in solidarity with you in your position oh, well, to come out and say that you dislike Donald Trump. Even though you guys love him? 
Anyway, <laughs> your your umbrage is with the uh, with him denying the fact that three thousand people died on the island of Puerto Rico, and then so and can, then can we, slightly shifting it to being like, well, they might have died, but and and then his fault, and then all of the talking points. Well, can we following get, suit? For, like for, they're just for the sake of spinning it. For the sake of me and the listeners, can we get specific about what it was that he said? He said, okay, "Can we pull something up?" Like what? You know what I mean? I, I just because I uh, the context. He's claiming. He's claiming in what Twitter. Were his, what were his great words? Okay, <laughs> do this. If you're going to criticize. You know, if we're going to take umbrage, I want to figure he's, out what it was because I don't. I don't know the story. I'm trying to find something that's not super long. Yeah, man. Yeah. Okay, here's something that's sort of short. Oh God, give me a 30 minute ad. Fucking pieces of shit. I hate it so much. I should just buy the YouTube Red, but it's like 10 bucks a month. You can buy a lot of Twix bars for that. I know. Twix are so good. How long has it been since you had a motherfucking Twix? A disaster At least a year. Making. He falsely Peanut butter Democrats or Democrats of inflating the caramel. death toll I'm from last year's Hurricane Maria to hurt him politically. Tweeting Thursday... 3,000 people did not die in the two hurricanes that hit Puerto Rico. A long time later, they started to report really large numbers like 3,000. This was done by Democrats in order to make it <laughs> look as bad as possible. This is a tweet? Are you really fucking yeah. kidding me? The president tried to downplay criticism. His administration dropped the ball. Puerto Rico was an incredible, unsung success. Now, Are you fucking kidding me? Well, that was a little out of this context. This is beyond ridiculous. <laughs> The toll is factually established. With the former vice president mocking him. And by the way, there are no problems in America. Uh, everybody's doing well. Uh, things are fair and decent, and no one died in Puerto Rico. I mean, several Republicans chimed in too, calling the president's tweets tone deaf. Casualties don't make a person look bad. That's not. I love so this I no fucking cunt. He is such well, a Rico's fucking sycophant who tries to pose like he's tough. 64, an independent study from George Washington University commissioned by the Puerto Rican government found nearly 3,000 people died in the aftermath of the storm, many due to a lack of resources. The governor of Puerto Rico standing firmly behind the numbers. Well, you know, the, uh, the victims and uh, the people of Puerto Rico should not have their pain questioned. Overnight, the White House saying President Trump was responding to the liberal media and the San Juan <laughs> mayor who sadly have tried to exploit the devastation, but stressing every death from her <laughs> is a horror. Every death was what? Oh, shit, that motherfucker. God, I wish he'd die of a stroke. Uh, every death from Hurricane Maria is a horror. That was the God, he's, he's such a piece of shit. I'm trying to find a way to interpret that tweet charitably. I just I'm, I'm, not, I'm not able to do it. <laughs> when you write it down, it doesn't look. Well, you know, good. like when you're when your old like demented grandfather says something, you try to understand. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like, well, he lived in a different time. It's but, like if, <laughs> but, <laughs> this time is two days ago. It's like if you that read, man is if, you, if you just read a comedian's act without all the stuff. It would be horrifying. Yeah. Especially like a good one that but takes this chances. Is, right. But this is a concise tweet where he yeah. literally said. 3,000 people did not die. That they didn't die. And that's a matter of public record. That's his Twitter account with his blue check mark. <laughs> his yeah. fat little tongue. Even if he deletes, even if it de- even if it's he deletes the tweet, Holy it's there shit. forever. 
<laughs> it's been screenshotted a million times. Yeah. It's hard to play devil's advocate on this, isn't it? I'm, I'm, I'm trying. Start, I'm going to start going on Facebook. I'm trying to keep the dream alive. I'm going to start going on Facebook and putting up things that are known facts and just saying that they didn't happen to the Holocaust. I think that's, you know, that's happening now. People yeah. are like, damn, somebody beat me at that punch. Oh, yeah. Well, the internet's undefeated. <laughs> The, the, the Donald Trump success thing, the best one. When he goes to like a, a 9 11 memorial thing, he walks up, he's like, Yeah! Did he really do that? Yeah! That was in the Donald Trump memorial or a 9 11 memorial thing, and he walks up like he's a fucking pro wrestler. I loved it so much. God, he's such a piece of shit, dude. <laughs> and the people that offend him are getting so desperate. They're, they're really getting desperate. I mean, but. They kind of have to be now. Now it's turning into. I mean, if you if you if you get rid of Trump, you get Pence. He's well, actually smart and he knows how to do and things. Even, yeah. he, and then the story is still the same. The story is that he's not that we we were able to elect someone who is not was uh, not meant to be president. Right. It sort of it sort of gives people hope in a way. It's like, well, if he can get elected. <laughs> Maybe we won't be stuck with these Bushes, Clintons, and Obama. Maybe you know. I'll move out of my parents' basement and no. into the White House. No, it's it really is a legit sign of hope in a way for me because I was you know you know I just didn't think that there was any way that they could not put someone in there that wasn't part of the groomed to yeah. be in there and yeah and so uh, that's that's the story that's that's why people still support him is sure. because it sort of is an acknowledgement of freedom. It's like. He was actually able to get in there. Yeah, but it's also acknowledgement of a se- severe breakdown of many systems. Education, uh, class, good sense. I mean, all these things. No, I, are- <laughs> I think, I think that it's just, I think that it's just, uh, I honestly think that it's just, it exposes the system in, in ways that are, that are interesting. See, I've been trying to look at it like, the way you say, burn it down. Good point. I agree with it. I just okay. Here's the thing. Here's the my my hatred of Trump is pure hate because I've hated him forever. I have never ever liked him before he became president. I have despised him since I can remember seeing him on TV. Always have. And people say, "Well, your hatred colors things." No, it doesn't. I just because it's not hatred of Trump the president. It's hatred of Trump the man and his as. Sam Harris has said best and way better than I can. His faults of character and the ad hominem attacks are valid because that makes him unable to execute the duties of the office. He's too fucking dumb. He's too narcissistic. He's not capable of running the fucking office. That's just period. But I don't think anybody is. That's why I don't think yeah, we no, should have it. I think there's more people that are capable than that. Oh, well, yeah. Could, I mean, you could say that about a lot of the I could, Sure. I could, I could lay a hot turd down here. It's going to be more capable than him. <laughs> But hot turd 2020. <laughs> I think the You're thing like this. I think the, I think the thing that one of the things that people cling to with Trump, um, why they support him or why they're happy that he's in there or whatever. A big part of it is that we've had such a status, a run of status quo motherfuckers That's for true. a long time, and Trump is not. He's doing in terms of uh, the military industrial complex. He is because they'll. They'll assassinate you if you go if you go against that as a president. Sure, um, but he's he's not the status quo. And there's something there's something about if you hate if you hate people like Hillary Clinton and George W. Bush and Barack Obama as much as I do, 
a bre- even Hillary, even 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 a piece of dog shit like Donald Trump is a breath of fresh air because okay. at least it's not the status. At least quo. it's entertaining. Okay, okay, let's, yeah. But I'm going to put this in in terms that I, that I think are correct. Say that in the African savanna, only stuffy giraffes are elected right to the office <laughs> of running everything, and all of a sudden, here like co- giraffes with like a nasal issue. Yeah, <laughs> well, no, I'm talking stuffy as in wearing giant collars and they're shitty. They're taller than everybody. They're pricks. Giraffes are the pricks of the African African savanna. Let's face it. Bastard. Big stretched out horse with spots. Fuck Ooh, you. Look at my neck. Yeah, look oh, at all the neck I, I have. Can get the, I can get the tall acacia leaves. Mm-hmm. Anyway. And all of a sudden. Real sore spot for giraffes in this guy. <laughs> a rabid chimp is thrown into the fucking mix. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least he's not a tall, stuffy giraffe. He's a rabid chimp. But. But. <laughs> but that, that's, a fun, that's a fine, funny analogy. But. Short term, you're looking at the short term. 2020. <laughs> if you're looking at the long term, right? Yeah, like the end game, like long term of of what it means that Trump is president now, and what how is that going to affect things? You know what I mean? And what does it say about our culture and all these things? There's so much you can learn from this phenomenon that is Donald Trump. Um, I, I agree. And, then, and there's a permaculture principle too. I don't talk about permaculture on here very much. That is the problem is the solution. Mm-hmm. That's the way I see Donald Trump. Okay, that's fair. I mean, and and all your arguments are valid. I just, <laughs> and that's why I don't get up. That's why I don't get ragey about it because I'm I'm out of rage. I had enough rage the last two presidents. I'm all I'm out of rage. You, you can you, you could <laughs> you could put um you know you could put I don't know. Would you say that you're all outraged out? Which is a song you can download and listen to on my SoundCloud. You SoundCloud.com slash Dutch you. <laughs> I am all outraged out. I'm I'm over it. I think it's hilarious. I get that way too. Like I'm, if you've noticed, my my outrage is dimmed. <laughs> much now it's just basically just a pilot light. Yeah, I'm like, ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, everybody's shitting on Susan Sarandon because she did an interview recently saying that in the long term it's going to be good because this activated so many people. She's well, absolutely fucking. And correct. if you if you look at the overarching, what is the state of the nation? How has it changed? It hasn't. And other than the divisiveness and people being Trump derangement People syndrome. keep saying that this is the most divided we've ever been. And I'm like, I don't know, man. That's civil war. We were p- pretty divided. No, no. You're divided until you switch off of social media and switch on your Netflix. And then it all goes away. And you go to your job and your life is just the same as it would have been if Hillary or Taxes are a little bit lower. It, <laughs> there are some meaningful little changes. And there's some there's some meaningful bad things that he's done. But in the big picture, as far as like what's going on with America... Ain't nothing changed. We're still we're still twenty two trillion dollars in debt and going deeper into debt. We're still bombing eight countries. We're still genociding people overseas, and nobody still gives a shit. You know, contrary to the seventies sitcom, eight is enough. I don't think eight, eight is enough. I think we should bomb more countries. <laughs> I think Dick Van Patten, <laughs> Dick Van Patten, the president. <laughs> okay, well let's let's go. DDP. Which new countries should we start bombing? No, that's who would, a, who would let's you pick bomb? one of those hoity toity countries? Let's bomb Switzerland. Yeah, they've think, always been neutral. What are they going to do to I us? I agree. We need to get out of the Middle East and start spreading the love. Yeah. A Let's more. Go that. back into Latin America a That's little right. bit. Hit Guatemala. Hit, hit, Venezuela, hit Venezuela. But then if we hit Venezuela, then they can't throw that up every time there's a socialism argument. Well, Venezuela. It's like it's not a socialist country. It's a corrupt pile of shit. Well, it has nothing socialist. to do with. It absolutely is a socialist country. <laughs> I understand. And that's absolutely I, why it failed. I, I, I get it. <laughs> but I'm saying. That is a straw man. I mean, it's it's got so much corruption top to bottom that it really wouldn't matter what kind okay, of government it, it is. Well, we'll name a socialist country that has uh, that has succeeded. A social democracy or a socialist country? A socialist country. There aren't any. 
There aren't any socialist countries that that have succeeded, right? No. Okay, that's all I want. To talk. <laughs> yeah. That's not so, the argument. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> well, no, no. So actual socialism has never been tried. Oh my fucking <laughs> <Yeah>. god! <laughs> Social democracy. I there's lots of them that they, they call. That's the fallacy of the 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 uh, what is it? The Scotsman does. There's the Scot- Scotsman old, fallacy. Yeah, Scot- old Scotsman fallacy. Or no matter what you say, you can always say, well, that wasn't really the, what we were meaning to do. Sure. Every time it fails. <laughs> well, well, it's like I got into an argument with a guy one time. He said, he said, well, socialism is for Nazis. The National, the National Socialist Party has like, that doesn't mean anything. It's like, it's, well, they said they were socialists. I said, I can call myself king of the world. Doesn't mean that I fucking am. Well, the Nazis you know? were definitely, Hitler definitely was a socialist. Sure he was, but, but I, there's a, but that's a dictatorship. There's it's a military dictatorship. There's a million variations that you could come up with for socialism. Sure. They're, they're a very diverse group of What's well, like calling China, it's like calling China or, or the USSR a communist country. They weren't really. They're a military dictatorship. Well, but that's that's what socialism generally, generally is. is a, that's sort of the logical conclusion, isn't it? That's what always happens. Sure. When you centralize power and, t- and disregard all property rights, that's what happens. Gotcha. But um, so what, what were we, what were we on? You were taking umbrage with what with a, with what he who shall not be named said about the the Puerto Ricans. Puerto Rico. He was quoting. He's 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 saying that the three that that thousand people aren't dead. So okay, Dutch, you have do you have any umbrage yourself? I'm gonna uh, not really. No. no, everything was fine with me. <laughs> Had some pretty good umbrage last week. Big O, little K, the uh, the personal property taxes. Yeah, yeah, I heard that. Yeah, yeah, it fucking sucks. I got to pay a lot, and it's the thing is, it's like it's. In Fayette County, I think, everything on the show is one thing I would have chimed in on is that you were saying, what's it going to? In Fayette County, it's supposed to go, the majority of it's supposed to go for Fayette County Public Schools. Hmm. And <laughs> I don't see how that's possible. There, there aren't any schools. They're squandering that money somehow um, because they're getting a lot of property tax money. And it's not going to public schools, at least, or it's being just... Unbelievably inefficiently used because I don't see you, how you that. Don't much, say. I don't see how they're that, they're stuffing uh, they're stuffing furnaces with money <laughs> to heat the schools. That's essentially what they're doing. Well, we're under budget. Let's burn some of this cash. <laughs> Make sure they burn the twenties. They work really well. Well, if you want to get better heat value out of it, you should wad each bill up individually so there's more oxygen gets to it and you get a hotter fire. You got to hire another guy to do that. You get, you'll get more BTU. You'll get way more BTU to the dollar that way. I promise you. British thermal units. Mm. Whereas if you just throw them in, if you just throw the big stacks of money in there in brick form, it kind of burns slow and smoky and a lot of heat gets wasted. It causes creosote buildup. It's bad for the environment. So if you're going to burn your money, do it in an, do it in an aerobic environment. Didn't you want to say something about Tucker Carlson and uh I don't know. It's it's done. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any umbrage. I can't think of anything. Yeah, I've been pretty okay so far this week. So far this week. I mean the week's pretty much over, but whatever. Whatever. It's the last day. Pretty much. That you'll ever have in this week. Oh man, if you think about it that way, it's kinda of sad, huh? How do you want to spend your last day of this week? Hmm. Doing a podcast, I guess. And then uh That's pretty good. laying on the couch and falling asleep. What are you gonna eat tonight? I don't know. I haven't thought about that you yet. You know what I got the other day? 
bucket of K. Yesterday, I got a bucket of KFC. Got a whole bucket dark. for yourself. Ten dollars for a bucket and of. Ate on it for a couple meals, two, three meals. How many meals? Did you have? <laughs> One he's, meal. He's trying to say he's. he's gonna, his eyes are going back and forth. A it's little for bit. lunch. <laughs> you finished that? Did you get the sides? <laughs> no, just the bucket of chicken. Yeah, why well, do I want the sides? I don't know because they're no, good. They're, uh, their gravy's great. What are you talking about? Their mashed potatoes are shit. Though. I would like their yeah, coleslaw. But that's why you get the gravy. I would like cover up the mashed potatoes. Yeah. I would like their coleslaw if it didn't have thirteen teaspoons of sugar in it per yeah. bite. It's oh, unbelievably it, sweet. Uh, that's good. No, that's it's not. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's it's good if you want to die. There's so much sugar. <laughs> Look, it, it tastes like a fucking coleslaw flavored soda pop. Okay. That's what it tastes like. Okay. I went to KFC because I didn't want to die sooner. <laughs> I'm just saying fried chicken. I'm saying your your logic is flawed here I, from I, top to bottom. I could eat fried chicken every day and not and and still be healthy if I wasn't eating, eating the, the sugar coleslaw, personally, yeah. my body. No, the coleslaw, the, the cabbage is great. It's just the amount of sugar. And the, like the thing is the five you got the five dollar fill ups, right? Yeah. So it's got usually a couple pieces of chicken, whichever cookies. Whichever one. It comes with a fucking giant soda drink. And there's it's all sugary drinks. And a cookie. And then a couple pieces of chicken and some starch. So you're getting mashed potatoes. Biscuit. A biscuit. Yeah. So, so, white biscuits are, yeah. so starchy bullshit. Biscuits starchy bullshit. A cookie, which is starchy and sugary bullshit. And then you're getting a giant drink, which is all sugary bullshit, with a couple pieces of fried chicken. How is that a meal? How is that not a meal? Huh? It's going to make you... Am I right? You're, <laughs> you're right to me. I throw the... I literally have gotten that a couple times and thrown the cookie away because it's I should not, punch you right in the mouth. It's not worth... It's not worth putting... I'd rather, I'd rather not consume that. This is some brand new umbrage he's going to take. I'd rather throw it in the fucking garbage than put that shit into my body. That's fair. On top of this, because I'm getting the soda and I'm getting the sh- the, the 1,400 grams of sugar in the, in the little... Teaspoon of coleslaw that they give you. So it's all be, sugar. I wonder if it'd be cheaper if you just ordered that stuff individually and got a water instead. No. Or are they putting sugar oh, in no. the water now? No way. Mm, that's an idea. <laughs> you I can get the sugar. Or, sugar or you, water. they do have unsweetened tea. Remember Clearly Canadian? Pass, well, they call it unsweetened. Passed itself off as water and it's just pop. I'm surprised Clearly Canadian is still around. It's, it's not, actually. I, I, saw I it hardly the, see it. I saw it the other day. It still is. I forget where I saw not it. Not in the glass bottle, though. It was delish. I think that maybe it was. I didn't touch the bottle, but it's still it's still around. I saw it in the one. I think I saw it at Sheets. Sheets is great, right? I hate Sheets. I like it. I absolutely despise it. Not because you can still get uh, Clear Canadian on eBay at least. Oh, it says Clearly Canadian is back. What? See, a little bit of spack. It was gone for a while, then it came back. Fucking! <laughs> it was out of the news for a while. And it came back. Your thoughts? <laughs> we have fun. If you had a cho- choice being the top scientist in your field or getting mad cow disease, which would it be? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a false dilemma. But uh, it's, it's a real Sophie's choice. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Jesus! Have you watched that? Uh, probably. I, fuck, I mean, I know the reference. A fucking so. slog, buddy. I know the reference. So it's I tough. Watch. You can't unsee it once you see it. Let's put it that way. What's a quick synop? A uh, Polish woman moves to the United States, and then they do flashbacks of her being during World War II, and she goes to a Nazi officer and asks him if. She can, if they can save her and if he can save her and her children, he says, Yes, I'll save you, but you can only choose one. 
Oh, Jesus. And she chooses the little boy and lets him take her daughter away and put her in the fucking death camp. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. You talk about a fucking scene. That fucked me up. That's like the whole thing where it's like, okay, they're hanging over a cliff. And you've got Baxter and you got Mac in one hand and Mackie in the other. And the only way that you can get all get up off the cliff yourself is you have to let one of them go. That's Sophie's choice. Yeah. I'd probably let both of them go. <laughs> I knew you were gonna say that. Because they wouldn't be happy myself. Alone. Yeah. <laughs> just uh, just let both of them go. I'm like, all right, man. You yep. guys had a good run. You don't have to bury him. It's gonna be neat. I never hit you, so you'd be all right. Death is pretty neat from what I hear. It's not that bad. <laughs> it's no big deal. Okay. Um, you what do you think? Think we've done enough damage for this uh episode? I think it's winding down. Sure. I think it's over. All right. Well, goddamn. Thanks for listening, guys. Uh make sure to be on the lookout for me because I'm everywhere. I'm becoming the media darling that I always knew I was. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this guy. Uh, well, I mean, when you have this type of charisma, I just wish I could have. He's not just the, pod, the podcasters, West Virginia Podcaster Associate Man of the Year. He's the West Virginia Man of the Year. That's right. Whole state. That's, that's me, baby. The West Virginia Association of West Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start that. <laughs> all right. Thanks for listening. Follow us on all the social medias at Pillow Fort Radio and on uh, Twitter and. Uh, I don't have an Instagram yet, but whatever. I have one for me. That's good enough. Um, thanks a lot. Uh, tell everybody, please start listening to this so we can do these shows nine times a week. And uh, tell your moms I'm coming over and giving her that D. Oh.